Congregation, please be seated and open your prayer guides to the book of Revelations, Psalm 69. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are listening to that Old Blokes Music Podcast. And yet again, for the third time, I am joined by Mr. Jensen Sundance. Good day, Jensen. How the devil are you? I am good. How are you, my brother? I'm, I'm not so bad. We're, I mean, we're seven hours apart instead of eight at the moment, thanks to your time change. Oh, it's got me all messed up, too. <laughs> you don't know whether it be asleep or asleep. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. So we we had the kind of discussion about doing this podcast. And uh we said about doing something around the similarities and differences of our two nations, cultures, whatever. I think I think we can both safely say that both of our countries have a diverse population these oh, days, you know. Without um, a doubt. Without a doubt, you know, I mean, 20 years ago, where I live now, wouldn't have been nowhere as diverse as it is now. England as a whole was more di- was as diverse as it is now. But where I am is, like, catching up. So it feels like, in some respects, we're almost on a par there uh, as countries. Um, but there are still, obviously, subtle differences and strange similarities, whether that's a hangover from days pre-1776 i don't know you know who can tell (laughs) i feel i feel very uh very much the same where i am in california is a very diverse area Mm -hmm. and we've we've got people from everywhere so uh, i think it's a, a pretty decent sample size of folks where i am yeah
And obviously, being in uh, America, I've only done New York, New England, New Hampshire, Maine. I like to keep the Atlantic Ocean close by, it seems. I noticed that. I noticed that. One foot in. I I like to keep the the waft of fish and chips coming across from England close to one nostril at all times, it seems. In case Um, you go south, you know how to get home. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I mean, obviously, how, how much of the states have you been in a percentage of america do you do you think uh i've uh, a lot if you look at the map if you look at america i have been um from one side to the other but predominantly the lower half we'll say right some of the northern northern states i've not been to and just personal preference if if it snows where you live i'm probably not visiting there (laughs) but Fair enough. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so, uh, of all the states you've been to, is California one of, if not the the most diverse for cultures? Or I think so. I definitely think so. Um, there's a weird thing that happens with Los Angeles. So people come from all over the world with dreams and aspirations of the entertainment industry and then the city inevitably eats these people alive. And then they disperse across the state. You've got that going on. You've got our proximity uh, to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a number of factors, but we've got a little bit of everything here, I would say. And the way I judge this, not just from my eyes and the people I know and walking around, but the, uh, the amount of authentic food available to you, mm-hmm. yeah, I think is pretty telling of um, the population, you know, so right. pretty much, Damn near anything I can think of. There's a restaurant right up the street, and you know I'll what I mean. Take, I'll take it using this as an example. So, if you go to say a Mexican diner, you know, then the, it's going to be owned by Mexicans, worked by mainly Mexicans. I'm guessing. Um, 
hundred percent. And if, if you go into a, a Mexican restaurant and there's not Mexicans in the kitchen, turn around and leave, mm. turn around and leave. Don't even, there's a, re- there's a reason not to stay then. If they, if they, yes, not, if they're not, Mexican. you'll notice too in this country, the, the Mexican food will vary greatly by region. Mm. Greatly. So depending on who you're talking to and where they're from, they think they've got the best Mexican food. But right. here where I am in the Valley here in California, you're not going to beat this shit, bro. You just, you got to trust me. We, and we've got the best Mexican food. And that's totally unbiased. And, and I'm guessing you've tried a few different dishes in different Mexican establishments. I know every taco truck <laughs> on every interstate byway and freeway in the state. I've been, I've been everywhere there is to be. I will not steer you wrong. You've got the driver's mobile number. <laughs> this, this cell number. <laughs> to address something right up mm. front before we get going here because i've already done it i am already hating myself okay you were so gracious enough to let me appear on i believe it was episode 37 or 38 around there okay. and i got tremendous feedback from that appearance the reach of the podcast is is great and i had an overwhelming amount of people tell me i use the phrase oh 100 <laughs> way more then any human being should ever say that. And I've already said it once. We've been going for 30 seconds. I've already said it once. If I say it again, slap me in the mouth. <laughs> Until you mentioned 100% after doing that podcast, I hadn't picked up on it. But I have noticed, not just you, but lots of people use it. And there is an emoji for it built into phones. So it's obviously becoming a part of everyday speak for a lot of people. So, you know, I'm going to give you a pass on that. Here in California, you're, you're familiar with the stereotypical valley girl. Um, 
accent, we'll call it. Yes. Okay. Unfortunately, that's very real. And there is a thing I notice um, it's with younger people, though, and it's predominantly females with the right, that upward inflection. Mm-hmm. Like I'll say, I really enjoy the old blokes podcast. It's really good. And then they'll go, right. <laughs> but that, that upward inflection, like it's a question, like, no, I've just made a statement to you, <laughs> but it's a, it's a, it's like a freight train. It's, it's, they all do it. They all do it. And I want to jam a number two pencil into my ear. Every time I hear someone go, right. <laughs> it's the oddest way of agreeance. <laughs> so you you do pick up on your own countrymen and women's um phrases inflections and uh absolutely and not only does it vary um you know the, so the state's broken up into three sections norcal sincal and socal and there's a bit of rivalry there but then beyond that you've got the whole east coast west coast bullshit okay so obviously Americans and the English, we say things differently. Okay. Now right. I'm going to give you an example. Um, you're going to buy a ticket to a movie theater and there's a bunch of people in front of you. So you, you're going to get into what, what would you. We'd call it a queue. You would call it a queue for us. It's a line. Okay. Right. I'm going to go stand in line, but here's the thing. And this is odd on the West coast. Everyone says I'm standing in line. I'm in line. On the East Coast, they say online, like it's a fucking internet. Oh, I'm standing <laughs> online for this ticket. I stood online for two hours. So what the fuck is that about? Online? You're not. You're in a line of people. You're standing in line. You're not online. So there's weird shit like that that drives me crazy. And obviously, we use a word that even a large percentage of adults aren't sure how to spell. You know, you see so many different permutations of the word Q, even down to the simple use of a pool Q, C-U-E. It's like, so, it's so much vagaries. And often yes. you, you'll see more like Q, Q-U-E, which is obviously a Spanish thing. But um, interesting that you said getting a ticket for a movie theatre. Right. It's the cinema. <laughs> or the pictures. It's still the pictures. A lot, a lot of people still call it the pictures. Yeah. Have you just recently moved away from the talkies? <laughs> I've I've heard I've heard that you can see some in color as well now. <laughs> the, the lady used to play the piano at the side of the stage is now redundant. She's not happy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so so have you got some more, sir? I do. I have quite a quite a bit. I've got a couple of things right off the top. Okay, so go for it. In California skateboarding is pretty much a big part of the culture skating and surfing depending on where you live there's it's a big misconception there's a lot of farmland here there's a lot of agriculture and there's a lot of farmers it's not like what you see on tv where everyone surfs to work or whatever right <laughs> but but where i am skateboarding is huge and of course everybody loves tony hawk right everyone loves tony hawk but tony hawk is the king of vert skating ramps okay right. not everyone has the luxury of a fucking half pipe in their backyard okay. so as I'm coming up, the late 80s, street skating is becoming the biggest thing on earth. It, it, I was so entrenched in it. And my favorite skater of all time, okay, he's an unsung hero. He's credited with creating, uh, in my opinion, street skating is this guy. And the, the guy's name is Rodney Mullen. He happens to be from Florida. He's a transplant here in California. Just the baddest motherfucker ever, okay? 
obviously I don't want to give away my age, but I'm of a certain age where I saw the internet come about mm -hmm. uh, in my youth. And when you would search for video clips of your favorite skater, Rodney Mullen, you had to be careful because unbeknownst <laughs> to me, there happened to be a very famous English porn star of the same name. <laughs> and the English Rodney Mullen, he's invented some tricks as well, my friend. <laughs> Can I, dare I ask how many of his videos did you watch before you realized you weren't going to see a skate? Well, I had to do, I had to do proper research. <laughs> I'm not an amateur here. I got to know what I'm talking about. You know, I, as a body of work, you know, it's all right. English porn, by the way, I don't want to go right to the gutter, <laughs> but there's, okay, this is something I happen to know about. I've done my, I've done some research just for this oh, purpose. Right. All right. So in pornography, uh, black Americans, black dudes in porn, they keep their shoes on. This right. is a fact. You, you, you're, you're sitting there going, bullshit. This is a fact. Look it up. <laughs> right. The English, the dirty talk fucking just tickles me man it, it just it touches me in such a my little tiny black heart indeed oh indeed i'm arriving i'm arriving it's fucking fantastic i love it <laughs> i think it's i think it i mean i'm, I'm no aficionado but i can only assume the um the soundtrack on the english stuff is probably so if someone sat watching it on a laptop and the volume comes up that any uh, elderly relative or person on a train, say, might think, oh, they're watching Downton Abbey. You know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is something else I discovered in my youth, uh, mm -hmm. uh, this weird American English thing. So before my time, okay, but on March 12th of 1951, in both America and in England, Two completely different gentlemen, strangers, never met. They both published on the same day a comic strip called Dennis the Menace. Now, in England, it became Dennis the Menace and Nasher. Yes. And in America, it was Dennis the Menace. Uh, of course, our Dennis the Menace appeared in newspapers, and I believe yours was in a comic book. I believe Dino number 452 was the first appearance, by the way. <laughs> uh, so growing up with the funny pages... And then you, you make this weird discovery and then you dig into it. And it's like, how in the fuck can two guys who have never met, never spoke to each other, uh, uh, American, it's the guy named uh, Hank Kitchum. And uh, for you guys, uh, Mr. David Law. And they both come up with the same character. Isn't that kind of interesting? That's weird, right? And well, the weird thing is, I mean, I do vividly remember as a young child saving, using my pocket money to go and buy the Beano every week. And uh, Dennis the Menace was the comic strip. The whole of the front page was when I used to get it, was a Dennis the Menace comic strip. And then every page or every two pages was a different comic strip. But um, I remember when I was a little bit older seeing, I'm, I'm sure it was a cartoon just called Dennis. Blonde-haired kid, always getting into scrapes, obviously an American cartoon. And then I started seeing that in comic strips, but it was only known as Dennis. And I suppose that was to save confusion with the English Dennis the Menace. And I'd often wondered, you know, did one come before the other? Because I, I weren't sure how old. But now, I now know at the right page of Approaching 52, dear God, that uh, they are both made independently on the same day in separate countries. Well, that's, that has kind of blown my tiny mind. That's answered one of life's quandaries that are of you're you're welcome sir now well 
If anyone's wondering, though, if anyone's wondering, in all reality, the English version did come first, okay? But the story goes, due to some weird uh, publication and printing deal, they hit the same day. Oh. But had they had their, their shit together with the printing, the English version would have been first. I just always wonder with, you know, uh, litigious, how litigious uh, copyrighted material is, how both things are able to coexist. It's, it's very strange. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing our one isn't really known in the States. No, sir. No, sir. And to be fair, here it's really fallen out of fashion. It's considered very old-timey. They made a bunch of terrible movies of the character, like the worst Nintendo and Super Nintendo games ever. Uh, is awful. I'm glad you said movie because, you know, I'm known for not knowing bugger all about films because I rarely watch them. But as soon as you started talking about the American Dennis the Menace, I had an image in my head of a film with Walter Matthau. You would be correct, sir. And generally, I'm a fan of his, but that was just an atrocious. I mean, he was just, it was a cash grab. Just pay me, I'll be in anything you want me to be in. Yeah. It's awful. Oh, so I didn't imagine that or dream, have some kind of weird lucid dream. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> but obviously, yeah, no, just interesting. <laughs> so let me let me ask you this let me ask you this so obviously you and i've spoken at length it's it's very easy to spot all the differences right the mm -hmm. fun stuff for me are the similarities that's what is interesting to me but just for the sake of this conversation i'm going to say a word how an american would say it and then you tell me the proper english way to say it okay <laughs> okay so i'm going to start i'm going to start with herb <laughs> This is one of my favorites straight away. Herb. There's an H at the start of it. Yeah, we and we don't we just fuck that H out. That H doesn't matter to us at all. So let I, don't me know, just, I don't know why. Let me just quickly ask you then. So you say herb, and I'm aware that it seems a lot of I won't say all because straight away someone will say, I don't say that. You know, you know yeah. this, but it does seem a lot of Americans do drop that H. By so and large. If you met a man whose name we would call Herbert, what would you call him? Now, that's interesting, because that dude would be Herb. We would hit the H on that. It's his I was going to say, it's proper. because I've, I've heard America, you know, on TV, people refer to Herb. Herbie goes bananas. So it's like, you can say it to, at a certain point. <laughs> it's just like, oh, no, it's only got four letters. We've got to drop one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea why we do it. And in this case, I would concede that we're doing it wrong, without a doubt. But I will continue saying it's how I've done my whole life. Everyone I know, you know, herb. Uh, even for uh, drug paraphernalia, you smoke a little herb? Trying to smoke some herb, bro. Whatever. This is how we do it. Um, what about this one? What about vitamin? Vitamin. Ah, you hit that vit. Vit. That vit. Yes. V-I-T. Um, I have noticed this. Americans will use uh, a very affected eye. So where we say semi, you say semi. Yes. So you might say a semi-second. We'll say semi-second. And obviously the word semi is French. Yes. So uh, semi-second, semi-demand and all this sort of stuff. So that's where semi comes from. So I suppose that's why. And obviously we've been invaded by every European country. <laughs> In England, so that's why our language, I suppose, is the way it is. But and I have no idea why we do that. I really don't. But that seems to be unanimous. 
But can I just say? Can I just say? I, I was like many English people that would say, "Why do Americans take letters out of certain words? Flavor, favor, color, right?" And I like say I was like many people used to think that until reasonably recent. And I was reading something, and uh, this cropped up, and an English person said, you do realise the Americans could actually be saying it properly or spelling (laughs) it properly. Because when uh, the early settlers went to America, like from this country, they were taking with them the language that was then used, you know, and spellings that were then used. So they said, you know, there's every chance... The way the Americans spell certain words is how we used to spell it. They've kept it the same, and we're the ones who've changed. That's very thought, interesting. That's well, very interesting. That's a, that's a bloody good point. That's a very good point. I mean, especially as, let's say, colour is obviously taken from the French couleur. It means the same thing, uh, and it is spelt the same apart from without an E on the end. So uh, it's uh, whether someone... I mean, it did seem linguistics words were very fashionable. If you think of people like uh, Shakespeare and whatever, you know, they reckoned he used, I was listening to something the other day, he used so many, they reckon he had so many thousands of words in his vocabulary. And it was like in excess of 10 times what most very intelligent people have. And he's actually responsible for inventing many words used today, you know, and most of us grapple with four and five letter words. It would seem that some Americans <laughs> grapple with four letter words like herb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about what about garage? <laughs> Garage. <laughs> what about what about privacy? We say privacy. That's how you say it? Well that's how I say it, but I do know some people who say privacy. I say privacy. Yes, that's yes, I've heard privacy quite a bit yeah I, I think well there are some extremely is that regional people, or something sorry would that be regional that difference you think um possibly possibly but i think um with the garage thing <laughs> if you watch some old english sitcoms the people who are either well to do or think they're well to do things like the good life perhaps uh one of the characters, Margot, would, would more than likely say to her husband, oh, Jerry, go to the garage and get that, you know, like making the word sound exotic as opposed to most English that would say garage. Little little posh, huh? Little yeah. Posh. Okay, this is my favorite one. This okay. is my favorite. This is probably my favorite one to hear English people say. I, would, I of course, would say schedule. Schedule. One more time, please. Schedule. Yeah, that's incredible. I love that. Should you? I love that. And I cannot, for the life of me, say it how you say it. My, I can't make it work. Okay. What's the wooden thing that a lot of people have in their garden that they keep mowers in? That they keep mowers in? A shed? Right. And Schedule? Uh, yeah. Shed? Schedule? Yeah. Schedule. Because the next one was going to be like a, a Christmas thing. Yule. Schedule, uh. schedule. Yeah, it's again. It's probably uh, some flouncy Englishman looking at a word and saying, "How can we say this?" And then, when the rest of the world don't say it, we can look at them in disgust. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the start of it is no different to school. S C H. Okay. 
I don't say I'm I'm going to school, do I? No, I say I'm going to school. You know, you say schedule. You know, it is completely <laughs> nonsensical. It is completely nonsensical. Um, I love it. I was trying to say there, there was some there was some that I'd noticed. Um, I had one something, and it's a phrase more than a particular word, and it's not one hundred percent. It's the word super. Is super used, is used a lot, and it is starting to be used a lot here. I mean, when I was a kid, it seemed the only thing that was constantly super was Superman himself. Indeed, you know, but now it's like um, I'm super excited. Oh, I was super late for work. I was, you know, it was raining so much. I got super wet. And it's like, what happened to the word very or extremely? All of a sudden, these have all just been replaced with the word super. You know, I'm super, you know, that's, I think that's one of the ones. Oh, I was super excited. Is excited not enough? Most people, I mean, <laughs> the whole thing now with my podcast is the slogan, I don't mind it, because that is... That was one of the things I famously said when asked about a certain piece. I can't remember what the album was or a piece of music. What did I think of it? I said, oh, I don't mind it. And straight away, I was like, what do you mean you don't mind it? It's fantastic. And it was, <laughs> I couldn't really convey it. It's only later. It's like, but that is like classic English understatement. You know, like you see all these films, it's like, oh, blast, the house has burned down. You know, that's kind of like the height of excitement <laughs> for a lot of English folk. You know, they don't, they kind of, and they do, they, everything seems so repressed. And so, yeah, I don't mind it. It's like my wife saying, oh, yeah, it's great. But it's that English self-conscious thing of like, you know, don't, you know, don't show everyone you're excited. You know, I don't mind it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah, it. So I don't mind it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, super excited is hard for me to say. You know, that is very, very hard for me. Yeah, and that's very much part of the lexicon here. That's as common as the sky is blue. Everyone said. I mean, let me back that up. Maybe it's more predominant in California. I don't know, but I think we got attacked with it just in marketing. Everything mm. was super supersized. Mm. Everything was you know you know things of this nature, and it really just. Uh, yeah, it's it's huge here. Everybody says super. But I'd never thought about what you'd said about the, the whole marketing thing. You know, if you're if you want to increase sales of something, I don't know, say like a, a, a stylus on a turntable, and you say, oh, it's, it's super sensitive straight away. It's yes. like, oh wow, that's going to pick up everything. It makes yes. it sound, you know. So yeah, I can see why that slipped in, and then it just becomes part of the psyche, doesn't it? It yeah. does. Now I've got I've got one that's just been eating me up. I really have to ask you about. Oh good. And bear in mind, I know you'd have to be a real asshole to try and argue the English alphabet with an Englishman. Nonetheless, uh, <laughs> please, coming. Please, please explain to me H and Z. H and Z, for some reason, Z especially. You've taken a single letter and made a three-letter word out of it. What is up with H? And Zed, please explain. Um, I, I, the letter H. Mm. Well, that's kind of split. Some people do say, some people say H and some say H. So it's almost like some people drop an H when pronouncing it, or some people add an H and hyphenate it and then make it H. Like H or H. I don't know. I always say H. That's the way I was taught. As for the letter Z, as you call it, um, 
I mean, that's the weird thing. It's always been Zed, Zed for zebra. We say zebra, you say zebra. Um, we say, say jaguar. You say zebra? Zebra. Interesting. We say jaguar, you say jaguar. By and large, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Um, it, do, it does seem the animal kingdom is a strange one. But like I say, we say zebra, but we don't, we don't say ZZ top. We say ZZ top. Oh. See, that's, that's weird. <laughs> Very <laughs> they've strange. Always, they've always been known as ZZ top over here. I mean, <laughs> I mean what, well, what, what noise does a bee make? Uh, buzz, buzz. So that's a Z. That's a Z on the end. No Z. I'm trying to say it's one of them things, you know. Like I say I'm not extremely educated or eloquent, but I, I can tend to hold me own in the conversation. But it's one of these moments where my head is totally devoid of words with the letter Z in it. <laughs> Apart from yeah, zebra, <laughs> zebra. <laughs> Well, well, that one has always been very curious to me. I've always wondered. Well, let's say we say zebra. Funnily enough, if it's a woman, we call her Debra. Or do you call her Debra? Yeah, 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 yeah. See? What the hell? You call her Debra or Debra? <laughs> <laughs> Debra, little Deb. Yeah, see? Little Debbie. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I mean that is, uh, that's a kind of weird one, that is. Is there, is there any other words that have um Yes, there, I've got a... I've got several. Oh, go several. So, so one I've noticed uh, that is not a thing here. Literally, no one says it, and I don't want to go right to the gutter, but I'm half a moron. Here we go. Front bottom. <laughs> there is no such thing in America as a front bottom. Yes. You've got one bottom. You sit yes. on it. For yes. some reason, in this country, there's no front. There's no front to the bottom. You only have the bottom. <laughs> Moreover. And I know this is common. This isn't going to surprise anyone, but it still does my head in here. The word fanny. Yes. In this country, it's exclusively for the butt. And, and you would say it like you would tell a child because you're not going to say a dirty swear. You're not going to say ass or even butt. That, that would be a bit too much. You're going to say, fanny, you better behave or I'll slap you on the fanny. <laughs> and in your country... This actually means something wildly different, doesn't it? It means from bottom, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's like so, that, that whole, it's like the whole um, luggage thing, isn't it? We have bum bags, you have fanny packs. Yes, we do. So that must just be the most hilarious thing on earth <laughs> when uh, some tourist or something walks around. And I, do you know where I can buy a fanny pack? You better go see Rodney Mullen, I would guess. <laughs> or some English guy asking for a bum bag. You know, they give yes. a bag for putting, you know, some hobo in. Now, the difference, we say <laughs> tramp, you say hobo. Do you st does Americans still use the term hobo? Yeah, it's, um, I, that would be considered a little old-fashioned. Old People do, do use it, but bum, where you would say, <laughs> so here we go again. Here we are again with the bottoms. Uh, a bum is a hobo or a tramp mm. here. It's, mm. it's fucking bum. Well, it's some... Um, it is strange, yes. I, I, and weirdly enough, I was thinking about um, what seems to be different attitudes. I won't say is completely, but it does seem quite different attitudes. I mean, I don't recall ever hearing my... I think I remember in my dad's lifetime hearing him swear once, and that was the word bugger. Um, 
and I mean, my dad died four years ago. So, I mean, for 48 years, I heard my dad utter one obscenity, bugger. And it's the sort of word that people these days just throw around. I mean, if I was a kid, and I, I think this applies to all the kids the same age as me, if any of us had mentioned the word shit, crap, bloody, bugger, sod, piss, it would have been an instant right-hander. Instant right-hander and having your mouth washed out with soap. I mean... Um, and that's hilarious because in this country, sod and bugger are, are not used. Not only are they not swear words, they're not used. Well, sod, but sod is a dirt you put down before you plant grass. Yes, correct. Um, but but um, that's the only context it's used in. And bugger, no, no American's <laughs> going to know what that means. <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing, obviously, I mean, um, in, in the grand scheme of things, things like sod and bugger really aren't swearing. But it's the sort of thing that would have got you a serious right-hander off a parent if you'd used it when you was a kid. But um, one thing I will say about swearing is if an American says, I'm pissed, that means they're not happy. That is correct. If you're pissed or pissed off, yeah, you're fired up, you're mad, you're angry. Mm. Someone, there's a good chance they want to fight you even. Yeah. I mean, if I say I'm pissed off, then it means exactly the same. However, if I say I'm pissed, it means I'm drunk. Or if See, somebody else is drunk, you say they're pissed. It doesn't mean they're angry. They could end up angry because they're drunk. But, you know, if you point out you're pissed or someone else is pissed over here, it means they're drunk, inebriated, well-oiled, trolleyed. Would, would anyone say hammered? Uh, yeah, we do use hammered. Uh, bollocks is another one. Completely bollocks. Bollocks. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Uh, let me, let me spit a couple American. Uh, these are, these are common. These mm-hmm. are common. I'm going to say how we say it here. And you tell me how you say it there. Now, and I'm going to start with cotton candy. Candy floss. Very good. Uh, pants. Ah. Uh. The different meanings, obviously. Well, yes. Uh, we're talking underpants. Boxer shorts. Right, right. But, so when an American says pants, we're talking, I guess, what you would call trousers. Trousers right? or jeans, yeah. You just call them pants, don't you? That's it. It's a catch-all. Yeah. It don't make the fuck the material. Corduroy, jean, it don't, it could be a, it don't matter. Same as pants. underpants are a catch-all. Interesting. <laughs> For different reasons, they catch all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got to catch them all. Got to anyway, catch them all. Yeah. Uh, photocopy. Um, well, we do say photocopy. I thought, I, thought the American, I thought the American thing was to say Xerox. I thought the English thing was to say Xerox. <laughs> I think it was an English thing in like the late 70s, early 80s, but it's um, not a thing that I've grown up. It's always been photocopy. Sorry. Interesting. Okay. What about resume? What, CV? Yes. What is a CV? What does that stand for? Curriculum vitae. I'm sorry, one more time? <laughs> You're sorry, this microphone playing up. Curriculum vitae. I think uh, are we applying for a job with Zeus? Are we trying to intern with <laughs> Athena? <laughs> it's, it's if you're going for a job at a you know, thesaurus manufacturers or something. Um, 
Yeah, curriculum vitae. Um, and that, funnily enough, when we was at school, it was always called a curriculum vitae, and it was only after we left school they changed it to CV. Um, but I, I think it comes from Italian curriculum vitae, something like that. Interesting. Yeah. What about <clears throat> cell phone? Mobile. Trash can. Uh, dustbin or rubbish bin. All right, here's one that drives me crazy. Okay, ATM. But you, you got three letters there, ATM. But you will hear Americans with, almost without a doubt go ATM machine. <laughs> <laughs> Automatic telling machine, machine. Um, uh, um, card machine. I think we are, often most people say, oh, where's the card machine? Or they might say, hole in the wall. Hole in the wall. That's a good one. And hole in the wall in the States is like um, a small diner, often. A hole in the wall can be a small diner, can't it? Or a dive bar. A dive Mm. bar would be considered a hole in the wall also. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Cash cash machine, card machine, or hole in the wall, people often say. And for my Americans, anyone in this country, stop saying ATM machine. It's embarrassing (laughs) to all of us. Just say fucking ATM, dude. The M stands for machine. ATM. Uh, What about elevator? Lift. Oh, vacation. Holiday. Zip code. Postcode. <laughs> Ironic you should ask a postman that one. Yes. <laughs> uh, sweater. Oh, ah. Now, some people do say sweater. Some people say jumper. Some people... Now, this one has me fucked up. I've got to tell you, this one has me fucked up on both sides of the fence on some of these i can i can concede and say yeah we're fucked up there they're saying it correctly in some cases i could say oh, i don't understand why they say it like that in this case i don't understand why it's called a sweater or a jumper mm. um i think when i was a kid people used to be more specific so um if i if i say i was cold my mum would say go upstairs and put your woolly jumper on so straight away a jumper made of wool so whether that was an indication a woolly jumper was warmer, um, whether some people called it sweaters because it made them hot, i.e. sweat, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, sweater, jumper, pullover. I think it's an age thing and a regional thing as well. Interesting. Because up north, they'll often say, they'll say jumper. 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 Yeah. <laughs> what about, this is a good one. This is a real good one, and... and... The English have to be careful when they oh, when they come to America, but cigarette. <laughs> Sig, Siggy, fag. Fag. There it is. And that, of course, so this one is interesting because it's a very derogatory term here. Yes. Is that not the case there? Is it not used for any kind of slang? Is it strictly, everyone knows it's, that's, you're talking about cigarette? Um, weirdly, I mean, when I was a kid, it's, it's the, the, the term fag and faggot, I suppose, are probably, they're not widely used, but they're probably more common now than when I was a kid growing up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Very fag, interesting. I mean, on, obviously, also, there is a food stuff in this country called a faggot. Really? Yes, you can eat faggots. You can come to England and <laughs> eat faggots. What, uh, you can what smoke, does that consist of? You can, you get your butt over here, Jensen. You can smoke a yes. fag. Or you can yes. eat a faggot and then smoke a fag afterwards. Okay? Fabulous. And you can send a postcard home telling everyone that. You'll be banished <laughs> from California. 
Uh, faggot yeah. is, is a bit like a, a meatball, if I remember rightly. It's, uh, really? Yeah, so it's meat, a uh, bit of uh, bran, potato, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's like, a bit like that. Yeah. I think they can either be round or almost like a burger shape. It's years since I've had them. But, yeah, I mean. Only, only not since college? Sorry? <laughs> not uh, since college. <laughs> Which, of course, you would call. You wouldn't say college, would you? Well, ah, now this is where you're wrong. I've oh. had this discussion with other people. Uh, your school system is somewhat complicated compared to ours because okay. we, we have primary school and secondary school by and large. So primary school takes care of the ages 5 to 11 or late 10 age. Secondary school is 11 to 16, which is now extended to 18. Once you get to 18, you can either go out into the big wide world and becoming a loser, like myself, or you can go to college. Or if you have sufficient examination results, you can then go to university. Some people will go to college and then as a result, go to university. You, college and university are two different things, believe it or not. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. You just blew my mind because I've always heard university, of course, obviously, uni. You guys always say yeah. Uni. I didn't realize there was a college as well. So would that be like the equivalent of like our junior college or is it like, um, uh, could you quickly explain the difference between um, college well, and university? Lots of, I left school at 16, as you could then. Well, I was actually 15. And so I'd done an apprenticeship for four years. And part of the apprenticeship was you had to do day release. So one day a week, you'd be released from the factory. So you sound like caged animals, don't we, already? You'd be released from the factory and you would go to college for the day and you would do um, perhaps your day would be split up. So you'd do a bit of English. You'd perhaps do some scientific mathematics and college could be trade based. So you, you could get carpentry, you could get engineers like I was doing, but you could also get people who were at one time college was often used to get better qualifications than you could get at school. So you could then go on to university if you so wished. It's like a, it is kind of like a halfway house between leaving school and university. The, the thing is, when I left school at 16, probably out of 240 kids that went, that left school the same day as me, probably 30 went back for a further two years at school and stayed till they were 18. So interesting. Over, over 200 left school at 16 and never went back. Uh, well, say that, at that 200, perhaps 10 went on to college rather than stop on at school for another two years. So at 16, you could go to college in this country. That's that's very interesting. That's very interesting. But um, so like, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, I mean, it seems some places now over here have a bit like the American system of having a middle school. So they've kind of taken on some of the Americanism as well as taken more stuff from Europe. So, um, I mean, when I was at school, you got thrashed. It was still capital punishment when I was at school. You know, you, oh, would be, God. you know, canings, beatings, whatever, you know, it was the norm. <coughs> it could, you, you could easily get it for whatever misdemeanor that you'd done, or perhaps hadn't even done. Someone said, so-and-so done that. And off you go. That's crazy. Off. You just said thank you very much, and you went back. 
hobbling or <laughs> crying as your knuckles were all welded up. <laughs> so Jeez. our system had to change. <clears throat> Ours had to change. And now, in the seventh and eighth grade, this is a true story. I did have a <clears throat> PE, to- PE coach try very hard to molest me. Jesus. But nobody hit me. No spankings. <laughs> no, I, I would. I think I would have rather taken the ruler <laughs> than the creepy old dude who eventually went to prison. By the way. Oh, fucking creep! Strange, strange. You should go to prison. <laughs> yes, piece of shit. Anyway, I just had a little flashback there. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> let me um, let me hit you with a couple of very common American sayings and phrases. Okay. To my knowledge, I could be fucked up here, but I think these are exclusive to America. You tell me if I'm wrong or right, or if you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Put up your dukes. Uh. That means you're, you're challenging someone to some uh, a fistic shindig, a bit of a, a fight about. Cor- correct. And is that a common term in England? Would anyone say that over there? Uh, unless you're into John Wayne, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very much, that was very much country and, uh, the country and Western films, wasn't it? Put your dukes up and all that sort of stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. And to be fair, it is, it is a little old timey. Like there's probably no 20 year old kid in America going, put up your dukes, honestly. Mm. Well, we've put but, one of our dukes up in your country. <laughs> yes, yes, you have. Yes, <laughs> they, they, man. Yeah, keep, they, they can't stay off the TV for some reason. Oh, Jesus. How celebrity about celebrity whores? Anyway, Karen. celebrity whores. Yes. How about <clears throat> bought the farm? Sorry, bought the farm. Bought. Did you hear about John? Did you hear about John? He bought the farm. Oh, died. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, kick the bucket. Um, kick the bucket. Uh, carked it. That's another one. Carked it. <laughs> we we wouldn't use that, but that's good. Um, I like pushing that up one. daisies. Pushing up daisies. Yep. Snuff. Yep. It. Um. Oh, there's probably thousands. It's uh, yeah, but bought the farm. No, it's not one we use. No, no. Snuff. How it. about brown bread? Oh, that's one. Brown, brown bread. bread. Yes, in, it's Cockney rhyming, rhyming slang. Obviously, brown bread dead. Now. I had never heard that. I had never heard that until I met you. But mm. since I've known you, I have heard uh, two Americans say that before, and it stops me in my tracks because I'm like, "What the fuck? You think where the fuck you hear that?" <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, "Holy shit, what's going on here?" How about <clears throat> jonesing? What? Jonesing. Jonesing. It's not something we use, but I think I have vague. Recollections is this something to do with a sports player? That something uh, that they've done? No, sir. No, sir. To be fair, I don't know the origin of this, I don't know why it's used. Okay, but jonesing can be used for really craving something or really missing something. Uh, like if you see a, a, a dope head on the street and he looks sick, he's jonesing for a fix. Right now we're in lockdown. I'm really jonesing for a live show. I'm really jonesing for a nice restaurant. Oh, gagging. G- I'm sorry? Gagging. Gagging. Yeah. Yeah. Gagging for a gagging for a beer, gagging to go to a gig. Or even itching. As in, you know, uh-huh. a lot where you go, I'm itching. You say, Oh, I'm itching for a cigarette or I'm itching uh go down the pub. Yeah, gagging or itching are probably two of the most common ones. That's awesome. 
gagging. I'm going to start using that. People are going to look at me <laughs> fucking weird, but I'm going to start using that. Yeah, they'll try and do the Heimlich maneuver on you. I'll warn you now. <laughs> uh, what about uh, John Hancock? I need to get your John Hancock. You've lost me there completely. Your John Hancock. Yeah, can I just get your John Hancock on this real quick? Opinion? <laughs> Autograph or signature. John no. Hancock. And the, so <clears throat> when this country was formed yeah, and uh, they signed the Declaration of Independence, there's one guy in particular, John Hancock. Everyone writes their name very nice and proper and modest. And John Hancock just throws this big, giant, obscenely big signature compared to everybody else's. Just this flamboyant fucking, that's my name, bitch. Boom, John <laughs> Hancock for that ass. And so since, since then, it's a very common, uh, very, very common. When you need someone's signature, you just say John Hancock. Chances girlfriend came across a needle and soon she did the same. At home there were 17 year old boys and their idea of fun is being in a gang called the Disciples High on Crack toting a machine gun. Thank you. 
I've got a couple more, and I don't want to bore you. I don't want to go on. Go for it. I'm enjoying it. This is a this is one of my favorite ones. Yep, it's very common, and I'm almost positive it's exclusive to America. But uh, Monday morning quarterback. What the? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Monday morning quarterback. Listen, I don't want to sound like the Monday morning quarterback, but that's not how the fuck I would have done. Oh, yeah. Well, it's real easy to say that now, fucking Mr. Monday Morning Quarterback. Right. So where does it... I I could probably get a reference more if I understood American football. Um, 100%. And it's it's completely a sports reference. American football, we just call it football, of course. I know you guys have the real football. We call it soccer. Okay, but uh, the big games are played on Sundays. Right. Sundays, right? So the next day, maybe your team loses, they shit the bed or whatever. Mm. And all of a sudden, you, you're an athletic, you've never played sports in your life, but you, you've got all the opinions you would have done this, they shouldn't have done this, they should have ran this, they should have played this, right? But that, that can be applied to literally anything we're talking about, right? It's, it's basically, it's real easy to talk about it when you, you don't have, you know, you're talking out your neck, basically, like, with the benefit of hindsight, they become they've become an expert. One hundred percent, you you nailed it very eloquently. That's right. Monday morning quarterback. If extremely sport, common over here, if it's a sports fan, they're known as an armchair. Ah, okay. You know, an the armchair. sort of person who never goes to a game; they just sit in their armchair and watches the game. They never, they're not that invested enough to go and show support or. You know, they just watch it on the television all the time, or telly, as we call it. And what do you call it? TV. Yeah. Some people call it TV here. Some people call it the telly. But, yeah, that's an armchair. And funny you should say, use the phrase shit the bed for a team losing, playing badly. Yes. We use the term shit the bed if someone arrives at work early unexpectedly. Someone who's normally last minute or even late every day, if they're there five minutes early, you go, what happened? You shit the bed. As in, that's, as in, that's the only reason they're early to work is because they had a movement in their sleep and had to get out of bed. <laughs> Interesting. That's really good. That's really good. What about what about rain check? Uh, going to take a rain check? As in... Uh, going to take a rain check. Yeah, as in, um, let me get back to you. I'll have to find out. Uh, some people do use that. Some people do use that, yeah. Um, so it comes from here in this country. It's a, it's a baseball term. Right. So if you had a ticket to a baseball game, but it was delayed, it was rained out, they would honor your ticket the next day or whenever weather returned. So rain check. Uh-huh. So, hey, uh, are you free for dinner Wednesday? Ah, man, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to take a rain check. Right. Oh, I see. Well, that's... Uh... I think that could be slightly different. I think if, like I say, if we use it, it tends to be um, more like, you know, I can't tell you now, but I'll get back to you. Ah, a little non-committal. Yeah, as in, you know, like you could say, oh, I'd love to come, but I'll better take a, you know, I'll have to take a rain check on that. In other words, I'd like to come, but let me check. I've got nothing else on first. Oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah, here it's a clear, can't do it. 
<laughs> Can't do it. We've been rained out. I have to take a rain check. I will do it another time. Um, anything else you'd like to throw out there? Yeah, wife beater. Vest. No, it's pretty close. It's pretty good. Well, that's what we so call it. Ver- you call it a vest? Yeah, so basically it's like a, a sleeveless T-shirt with tiny straps. I think yeah, you call them like tank a- tops. Yeah, well, an undershirt, tank top. See, over here a tank top is a T-shirt which doesn't have sleeves. Oh. Or a sweater without sleeves. So it is often, if you imagine a sweater, like a classic V-neck sweater, mm-hmm. it has no sleeves. It's the sort of thing that golfers wear, okay. you know, over the top of their polo shirts, whatever. That's a tank top. A vest is what you call a tank top or a wife beater. A wife beater well, is, is becoming, that's becoming quite popular in uh, a phrase over here to refer the, to them as wife beaters now, but it was always vests. Well, well, a vest here would never be an undergarment. Mm-hmm. It would always go like over your, well, this is interesting too, right? Because right. I would say t-shirt. What would you say? What, like I'm wearing now? This thing you've got on here. Yeah, yeah t-shirt. That's okay. a t-shirt. I understand okay. a lot of Americans call that a shirt though, don't they? Yeah, to be fair, they yeah. do. But there's a weird thing that happens though with uh, with gender. So predominantly females, okay, this would be a top. It wouldn't be a shirt, ah. it would be a top. But dudes, it's a shirt. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know what the fuck's up with that. But... <laughs> <laughs> what I believe are common English phrases that I don't know what the fuck they mean. I want to oh, ask excellent. you about. So, this would be interesting. So, my last one, yep. and I've got a bunch written here, but I don't want to drag this out. So I'm going to pick <clears throat> Shoot the Breeze. Uh, now that does, I'm, I'm assuming it means the same thing. Um, it, it does crop up perhaps more than it used to. Shoot the Breeze it just means have a chat, have a talk, yeah? Correct. Exactly what we're doing right now. Also could be uh, used uh, Shoot the Shit. That's not as common. Shoot the Breeze, though, yeah. That is uh, something that is uh, used probably more and more these days. Shoot the breeze, yeah. So I am, I, that, that one I am familiar with, very familiar with. Um, and you say that's your lot as in the differences or similarities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. So Mr. Jensen Sundance, as well as making his third appearance on the Old Blokes podcast, he came up with this rather fabulous idea to hit the streets of California as a roving reporter, the, the face of the Old Blokes Music Podcast on the West Coast of America. These are his findings. Hello. This lonely transmission from California is brought to you by your friend, Jensen Sundance. I thought it would be cool today to go and talk to random strangers, uh, random Americans, my fellow countrymen, and get their thoughts on England and the English people. So join me as we go and mingle with the unwashed masses. This has potential to be a very cool, lighthearted, man-in-the-road piece, or this thing could go sideways and turn into a shit show. Let's find out what happens. All right. How you doing today, sir? Doing good, man. What, what's your name, bro? Julio. Julio. 
I am the uh, American representative for the Old Blokes Music Podcast, and I'm out here today talking to random people on the street, and I'm asking them about England and the English people. When you think of England, does anything come to mind at all? Uh, I've seen, like, uh, Mr. Bean, and, uh, and then... There's that huge Ferris wheel they have in London. What's it called? The London Eye. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, don't we have one in Las Vegas? <laughs> like, like, whatever all these other people have, we have it in Las Vegas, you know? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. We've got the Eiffel Tower covered. We've got the pyramids. Yeah. We've got the London Eye. Exactly. It's like, why go over there? <laughs> we've, we've got it covered out in the <laughs> desert. Uh, what about some English stereotypes? Are there any English stereotypes that spring to mind? Uh, I don't know. It's like every bad guy in the movies is is british apparently because it speaks like <laughs> with a british accent. yeah yeah that's a very good point actually so i'm a huge star wars nerd and as a kid you could always spot the bad guy because he, he would typically have an english <laughs> exactly accent. right yeah that's a good point that's a good point uh have you ever been to england would you ever go to england uh no uh, i don't know if i would go I, like i said just go to las vegas <laughs> <laughs> all right hey i appreciate your time sir all right good talking to you how you doing today ma'am Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? Very well. Uh, what is your name? Uh, my name is Sarah. Sarah, my name is Jensen, and I am with the Old Blokes Music Podcast. And today I'm just asking uh, anyone who will talk to me, really, about England and the English people. When you think of England, does anything come to mind? Um, I used to love to watch that show, Absolutely Fabulous. Oh, I'm familiar. Yeah, that's funny. It's a good one. Yeah. And hmm, I think of the royalty, the royal weddings. Royal weddings. And oh, um, the food. The food, okay. I know that their bacon isn't like in slices. Oh yes, yes, our bacon is different. Yeah. To me, to my American eyes, it looks like they, it's a chunk of ham. What I would consider a chunk of ham. Mm-hmm. And uh, ours, uh, I believe they call it stringy bacon or. Strippy bacon or something, I'm sure that's wrong. I'm a big bacon fan. Um, what about some English stereotypes? Are there any English stereotypes you associate specifically with English people? Um, well, I don't want to be mean, but um, I've heard that the English have bad teeth. That's a stereotype. That seems to be a running one that everyone goes to. <laughs> and um, I also have heard that the English are not as affectionate as Americans, um, like public displays of affection, I guess. Oh, they don't warm up as easy. Yes, and they, you know, maybe they're not as big of huggers, but I'm not a big hugger, so I get it. To be fair, I've been standing out here for quite a while, and I've had quite a few people tell me to fuck off. They weren't interested at all in talking to me, so maybe there's something to that. I I don't know. I I think we're probably more more likely to just talk to strangers and stuff. Um... Would you ever go to England? Have you ever been there? Would you like to go? I've never been there. I would totally go there. I, I would too. I, I want to go really bad. One last thing, and I'll leave you alone. Do you do a accent at all? Can you do an impression? Ah, <laughs> uh, hello, hello. <laughs> all right. Hey, thank you so much, man. <laughs> Bye. Hey, how you doing today, sir? What? How you doing today, sir? Hey, man, why'd you back off from me, man? I uh, was just uh, looking to talk to some, some Bro, people. you're like in my space. Just two giant steps backwards would work out real well for me right now. I don't know you. All right. Hey, have a good day, bro. All right. Hey, how you doing today, sir? Hi, how's it going? Very good, very good. You have a moment to appear on the Old Blokes Music Podcast today. Uh, sure. What's your name, sir? 
Uh, Joshua. Joshua, I am asking random people on the street about England and the English people. When you think of England, does anything come to mind off the top of your head? Uh, English. Um, they're bad teeth. <laughs> bad Isn't that teeth. What everybody sees that. About it? That's yeah. That seems for that. That seems to be a running stereotype: is bad teeth. And I'm not sure why everyone goes for that, but it must be a thing. There must be something to that. Um. Have you ever been to England? Would you ever go to England? Do you have any desire to go to England? No, not really. <laughs> Why would I? <laughs> no desire at all. Not one. What about uh, in the entertainment industry, pop culture, music, television, anything that the English do that you enjoy? You know what? I do like the James Bond films. And those are based off uh, the MI, MI6 type of stuff. So yes. Yeah, I guess I got that. James Bond is killer. It's yeah. hard to fuck with James Bond. Although Harry Potter is where it died out. Ah, uh, I, I have never Bucket. seen a single Harry Potter movie. Eh, I think I'm the only guy. But I'm not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, I really appreciate your time, sir. No problem. Hey, how you doing, ma'am? Hi. What's your name? My name's Savannah. Well, hey, Savannah. Uh, I am a correspondent for the Old Blokes Music Podcast, and I'm asking random strangers on the street... What they think about England and what they think about the English people. When, when you think of England, what springs to your mind? Um, the, you know, they're famous for their tea. Right. Okay. And my parents, one of my parents was from there. Okay. So, you know, I, I have good thoughts there. Good okay. for the people. Yeah. Very cool. Um, what about some English stereotypes? When you think of English stereotypes, does anything come to mind? You know, the only thing I can think of is maybe they, I don't know if they like to try new things. Okay. Try something different. And, you know, maybe some coffee instead of the tea. Oh, no, okay. I, I'm kidding there, but you know what I mean? Uh, I just, I don't, you know, that's about what I got to say about that. But afraid to do new things. Afraid to do new things. Yes. Okay. Can you do an English accent at all? English? I, my voice is so country, I don't think I can go English. All right. Well, hey, I thank <laughs> you for your time. You have a good day. Thank you very much. Ah, how cute. You got your mask on. Babe, can you bring me my mask? I need to wear it around. There's a pandemic, sir. Ah, pussies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How you doing today, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, what's your name, sir? Steve. Steve, what's going on, man? Uh, I am with the Old Blokes Music Podcast. Do you have a moment to talk and appear on uh, the Old Blokes Music Podcast? Not sure. Sure. All right, so this is what I'm doing today. I'm out here talking to uh, random strangers, my fellow countrymen. And I'm just asking people, what do they think of when they think of England and the English people? When you think of England and the English people, does anything conjure to mind? Does anything immediately come to your mind when you think of England? Well, as a young person, you, you, Benny Hill was on TV here for us. I love Benny Hill. Monty Python. Love Monty Python. Uh, Doctor Who. And uh, royal weddings. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Royal weddings, okay. Um, are there any... English stereotypes that you can think of off the top of your head. Stereotype, no, but uh, English women, why, why are they either good look, really good looking or really not good looking? <laughs> there's no in between. No, no. There's, there's no fives. No fives. No fives walking around England. Uh, to be fair, on a good day for me, I'm probably an LA five on a good day. Now you put me in middle America or somewhere, maybe I bump up to a seven or an eight. But, uh, so you're saying they're either really good looking or not good looking at all? It seems that way. Okay. Interesting. Uh, any other stereotypes and, uh, or? The, 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 the men uh, all sound 
appeared to be effeminate to me as an American man. <laughs> effeminate? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and then one last thing, I'll leave you alone. Do you do an English accent at all? Can you do an English impression? I cannot. I don't think so. <laughs> all right. Hey, I appreciate your time, sir. All right. How you doing, ma'am? I'm good. How about you? Very good. Very good. Um, what is your name, ma'am? Renee. 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 Uh, I'm asking people today on the street, uh, just talking to random strangers, about England and the English people. Okay. And when you think of England and you think of the English people, what springs to mind? Does anything pop up? Tea? Tea time? Tea time always. That's a that's a big English thing, right? Tea time? Very big in their culture, yep. Um, oh, oh. Spotted dick. What is that? That's <laughs> tea and spotted dick. Is, I don't know. I, do you do a nap after that? I don't. What is it? I don't know. That's very. I've been curious about this thing I've heard about for. Some I'm curious time. about the spotted dick as well because obviously here in America, if you've got spotted dick, you, you've got some problems. I mean, it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy, but evidently, I don't know. I've heard that's a thing. Tea and spotted dick. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what about uh, some stereotypes? Some some English stereotypes. Does anything pop to mind when you think of stereotypes of the English people? Taxes. Okay. And the queen. The queen. Okay. Yes. I don't want to be disrespectful and chop anything off, but that's the, yeah, the, the queen and taxes. Excellent. Hey, thank you so much for your time. Sure, you have a good welcome. day. How you doing, sir? Hey, do you, do you have a quick moment to talk about the Old Blokes Music Podcast? Do you have a moment to go fuck yourself, buddy? Jesus Christ. Hey, how you doing today, sir? Good, good. Hey, so, uh, uh, what's your name, sir? Uh, Alan. Alan? My name is Jensen, and I am the American correspondent for the Old Blokes Music Podcast. Do you have a moment to talk today? Wait, the what, what is it called? It's the Old Blokes Music Podcast. I never heard of it. It's a world famous, it's actually the most famous podcast on planet Earth that allows me on air sometimes. Well, okay. All right. I, I can do it. All right, cool. So what I'm doing today is I'm, I'm just talking to uh, my fellow countrymen, just uh, random people out here, about England and oh. the English people. Oh, okay. So, so when you think of England and you think of the English people, does anything conjure to mind? What do you think of when you think of England? Oh, I think of Boris What's-His-Face. Boris What's-His-Face? Um, I think of uh, uh, the show The Crown. The Crown? The Crown's good. I saw... Netflix, uh, right? Yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm familiar. Um, okay. I think of Jack the Ripper. Okay, that's a good and, one. And uh, um, uh, Sex Pistols, maybe? Sex Pistols, outstanding. That's one of my favorite bands of all time. It's good. Uh, what about some English stereotypes? Is there anything that springs to mind? Uh, stereotypes you associate with? Are they going to hear this? Yes, actually. So the Old Blokes Music Podcast is wide, widely listened to, and it's a, a predominantly English audience. And I didn't say my last name? No, no, no. Oh, they got some bad teeth. They <laughs> <laughs> got some bad teeth up in that place. A lot of people are saying teeth. A lot of people are hitting teeth. I, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I, I, I seen, I mean, I, I used to correspond with the girl. From uh, like Middlesex or something, and when she smiled, it was like, "Oh man, that's them." That looked like a row of row of urinals. A row, of, a row of urinals at Shea Stadium. At Shea Stadium. Uh, you know, the, uh, I I I think their music's good. Yes. You know, uh, Beatles, like, the Stones. Right. The list goes on. The British Invasion. Oh, it's amazing. I grew up in that time. Yes. Yeah, it was good stuff. I think that they do uh, really horrible Netflix thing. I mean, the mouths don't match the... Oh, they speak English there? <laughs> they, I assure you, they do, in fact, speak English there. I don't know. I know a couple of people from there. I don't know what the hell they're saying because they're like, blag-de-bling-bong, mate. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm from the country, but I'm not from that country. I, I, I understand. Uh, so any, before I go... 
Can I hear your best English impersonation? Can you do an English accent? I gotta get my teeth fixed. <laughs> uh, Mate. Hey, I appreciate your time, sir. Oh, peace. Excuse me, sir. Oh, yeah. How you doing, bro? I'm good. Do you have yeah. a moment to talk about the Old Blokes Music Podcast? Old Blokes? What, what's this? It's the most famous, world-famous podcast that allows me on air sometime. Do you have a moment to talk? World, all right, yeah, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Yeah. Right on. Okay, so what I'm doing, very simple. I'm just talking to random strangers on the street, and I am asking them about England mm. and the English. Does anything come to mind when you think of England or the English people? England, English people. I mean, first, first thing on top of my head is uh, probably the American Revolution, uh, tea, throwing the tea over, Boston throwing tea them party. out, independence, the whole nine. Okay. Um, what else do we have? Uh, maybe they kind of have that stereotype of being proper, you know, like, oh, this is how you actually say this. We have a trunk. You call it, ooh, what's this? You know, all this stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, and then pro- probably teeth would be the most gnarly one. Yeah, they have the messed up teeth. Or, oh, the stereotype. Yeah, the stereotype yeah, yeah, yeah. of bad teeth. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Um, let, let me ask you, do, do you think there's, do you think stereo, is there fairness in these stereotypes? Like everyone keeps going to the teeth, right? Um, do you think that, do you think that's fair? Is there truth in these stereotypes? Do you think, could the, say, the same could be said about us. So do you see a bunch of people walking around with fucked up teeth? No, yeah, no, I do. I, it's a, it's a cra- it's a weird thing, really, because you never know how these things actually started. Like, oh, who was there's this one guy who had gnarly teeth in England that was like, oh, yeah, branded for life. Because <laughs> yeah, it was really not a, a fair thing. It's like, you know, Americans, we get, the, oh, you fat American. But, yes. yeah, you go anywhere. You've got a bunch of fat fucks rolling around. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess it really isn't that fair. But it's, I guess it's one of those things that just, who knows, who really knows how it starts. Right. And right. then it just gets blown out of proportion. All right. Dude, I appreciate your time. One One last thing. Yeah. If I could. Can I get your best English accent? All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. Hey, I appreciate your time, bro. Take it easy. (laughs) All right. All right. There it is, folks. Was that the bit I was hoping to produce? Probably not. Is that indicative of California or the whole of the United States for that matter? Not at all. But it is a true-to-life sampling of my fellow countrymen out in the wild. Hot takes, if you will. And um, I hope at the very least you got a little chuckle out of that because I, I did take some abuse standing out in front of the service station for the last little bit. So uh, live from California for the Old Blokes Music Podcast, this has been your friend, Jensen Sundance. So, Jensen tipped me off about this idea that he was going to go and speak to random people in the street. And I thought about it, and I thought, great idea. What can I do to bring something to the table, bring something to the party? And I thought, I could be really, really lazy and do nothing, or I could be slightly lazy and ask a few people myself. Unfortunately, I didn't get to ask many people because I had to do this while I was at work, and time was against me somewhat. So as a snapshot, five people, and just very quickly asking them what they thought of America and Americans. When you think of America and Americans in general, 
what comes to mind? A bit aggressive. I think they're a bit aggressive. Because personally, I've been there. And uh, I, well, the first time I got to the airport, you know, they don't smile as people do in England. You know, they, they behave as if uh, you know, they look a bit strange as compared to Eng- English people. Yeah. What, what about the country itself? What do you think of America when you think of America? Um, um, personally, I didn't, I didn't like it, personally. Yeah, I've been there for just uh, three weeks and I, I didn't really like it. Yeah. Whereabouts did you go? I went to Ohio. Ohio. Oh, Ohio. Ohio. Oh, yeah. right. I, didn't, I didn't really like it. Because if you look at the, if you watch the movies, and you see how people, you know, the, the way they live, it looks like, you know, you see lots of people and you see them as if, they are, they are, most of them are a bit strange. Yeah, I, I saw a couple of people who looked very strange. And the ghettos, oh, I didn't really like it. Right. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. When you think of America and Americans, what comes to mind? What, does it, what do you think of? when you think of America, the country, and its people? Two different... Uh, I am thinking two different things. Okay. American government or American people. Right, okay. The American people. American people is... Uh, normal, normal people, as like me. Right. Yeah. What about the country? Country. America... America is okay. I like... But uh, American government, I don't like. When you think of America and Americans, what comes to mind? Nightmares. And the country? Oh, the country's great. I love the country. I've been several times. But there's a lot of idiots there. Put it that way. When you think of America and Americans, yeah. what do you think of? Fuck people. And America itself? No, they think they're bigger than everybody else, don't they? That's, that's it. But, uh, the country. Well, I've, been, country? I've been in, I like America. So, you like the country? I like the country and I like the people, but they do eat a lot of food. The portions are huge. When you think of America and Americans, what comes to mind? Nice, friendly people. And America itself? I like America. Two country. What do you, I suppose. Well, so what do you like about it? The food. The food. Yes. Yeah, the food and the music. <laughs> yeah. Right, so we've just listened to roving reporter, Mr. Jensen Sundance, hitting the streets of California, getting good and yes, bad. Yes, sir. Good and bad mixed responses from uh, your fellow countrymen and women. We heard a, a very brief snippet of me doing the same within the workplace with, uh, I believe it or not, I do not work at the United Nations, um, but it would <laughs> appear so going by that uh, the sound clip that I provided. So um, is there anything you'd like to say about any of the things that you found from your recordings or my own? I must admit, I, f- I found yours pant-wettingly funny. I have to say <laughs> that. I found them really funny. I, I got to say, I, I don't know exactly what I was expecting going into this thing. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. But my biggest takeaway, number one, is that stereotypes are bullshit. I understand that they must start somewhere. They're a thing, right? I've always heard, well, there's some truth in them. But I think by and large, it's too hard to put big giant groups of people into tiny little boxes like that. Yeah. Uh, um, so that was kind of my biggest takeaway is just stereotypes are bullshit. You know, I think people are people no matter where you are. Yeah. It was interesting that the most common stereotype about the English um, was teeth. And the largest percentage of those that didn't mention teeth were the ones who told you to fuck off or refused to comment anyway. (laughs) Yes. Yes, indeed. And, okay, again, right? I've always heard, well, there's some truth to these things. Mm. But it's such bullshit because you don't have to look far. There's people all over this place with fucked up teeth. Mm. It's, it's crazy to me. I mean, I, I know that that is, I don't want to labor on the teeth thing, but I know there was something I was always made aware that the English were judged by the Americans as having bad teeth. And I've done some research myself some time ago. And what I kept coming back with was two things. One was that, um, by and large, the English used to have lots of sugar in stuff, leading to tooth decay. Also part of that was the fact that um, prior to the formation of the NHS, just after the Second World War, dentistry was very expensive, like going to the doctor. So by and large, the majority of the, the, the British English public couldn't afford to go to a doctor. They couldn't afford to get the teeth fixed. So they ended up with stumps, gaps etc which of and there was this other thing on a local facebook group where people were discussing teeth of all things and it seems <laughs> in the early 50s after the formation of the nhs it was almost a common thing once you got to 21 about that age adulthood which was the the starting point for adulthood was that you would get all your teeth taken out and get dentures holy shit yeah, because one, you would then have perfect teeth. Two, no more dentistry bills. Uh, um, <laughs> so it was like, uh, but but then apparently a lot of the early thing about uh, bad teeth. Obviously, there was talk about the various kings in France having wooden teeth. Oh, you know Louis the whatever you know had wooden teeth. Some of the English royal family back in the. 16 and 1700s having replacement teeth made wood but by and large it was um appropriated i'm afraid to say to american gis in the second world war Mm. because obviously they were coming over to assist with the the war effort and uh beating the nazis in by 1945 and Obviously, no different to the English going to another country. They were finding things that were different to them. And there's a large amount of bravado building yourself up and hyping yourself up because you might not live tomorrow. I see. Um, And that also explains why there was generationally, not mine or my parents, but my grandparents' age, animosity towards Americans. Because if I think my grandfather in 1942, he would have been 
Christ, early 30s. And there was that whole thing about Americans coming over here, but all their money, all their rations, the chewing gum, the candy, taking our women. And um, But you can understand it with hindsight later on, both sides, because, you know, these English people were feeling affronted by these people from a different country. But at the same time, right. if, you was, if you was an Englishman and you were going off to war somewhere and you was at the time posted somewhere, you would perhaps want a bit of a last hurrah because you might not be living within 24 hours. You know, right, very so, true, very true. You know, so I can see both sides of it. I'm not saying either is right or either is wrong. I just think it was a time, you know, the height of war. But I, I think that does go somewhere to explain it. Anyway, carry it, on. It does. Were. It's very interesting. I just think, I think um, stereotypes are bullshit. I think you're going to find these things across all peoples, all cultures, but just running down a couple mm. other takeaways. So the first, first guy I spoke with there, Julio, <laughs> Julio yes. it became, it became very clear to me that I think the American consciousness, this Mr. Bean, I think it's just so criminal that people aren't familiar with Rowan and his beautiful work. He's, he's really a genius. And then all we know of him is this fucking Mr. Bean character. Oh, I think that's criminal. Mr. Rowan, I think that's what we're talking about. Yes, sir. I mean, I just think it's criminal that he's not bigger on the overall consciousness of Americans. How how familiar are the Americans or yourself even with the likes of not the nine o'clock news, um, Blackadder, and various other bits and pieces he's done? I mean, you've seen right. the films. You've seen the films Johnny English, which are like a yes. spoof 007. Yes. Well, they started, yes. the Johnny English character started out of a TV commercial that he'd done for Barclay Card, which is like a bank card for a bank over here. It was just a oh. character he created with another person. There was these like 30 second, one minute segments of this spy who would always come to some calamitous event and his sidekick, who was supposed to be the underling, would always come to the rescue very much in the vein of the Johnny English character. But I mean, there is so much more to his canon than Mr. Bean. Yeah. Yes. That, that hurts my feelings. That's an <laughs> affront to me personally. We, we need a, a reach. We need a, an outreach program. We need to rectify that. And, <laughs> and Vegas is great, but I mean, maybe travel the world a little bit. You know what I mean? That guy was <laughs> very cool, but uh, maybe hop on an airplane. Um, the second Gal I spoke to, very, very nice. But I need you to correct this, uh, the bacon. I, I don't think I said oh. it correctly. Streaky bacon. Streaky. Yes. Streaky, streaky. bacon. Yes. Not streaking. Not where you rip right. your off and run around. <laughs> uh, yeah, streaky. Yeah, you, you commented, and I've heard it before, how our bacon is more like ham. Um, yeah, we would call it a country ham specifically here. Country oh. ham. If you go to a restaurant, or that would be a nice cut of country ham. Oh, right. See, that to us is what we have is just everyday bacon. You know, it's more meat than fat. <laughs> and it's so also streaky bacon. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's also the way it's cooked. Streaky bacon it tends to be, or what we would call streaky bacon, tends to be cooked so it's almost solid. Is that fair to say? So it's well, it depends like on where you go. It's almost like a jerky, it seems sometimes. Oh, that's fucked up. You know what I mean? No, it's, so it's it's a little bit firm, and you 
So there's a what I would call a, a crispy bacon and a floppy bacon. Right. That's how I would look. I'm. I'll be the first to tell you. I'm half a moron. I'm a simpleton. I would call it floppy bacon or crispy bacon. And what you guys do? That's a that's a slice of country ham. Well, I, th- I think by and large, ours is served as you would call it floppy ham. <laughs> floppy ham. Yeah. So, and it's normally grilled as opposed to fried as well. Interesting. See, I got to get over there. I got to. I got to eat some damn bacon. See, sorry, just um, bacon all under the grill, rather in the pan. Uh, okay, would you ever bake? Would you ever bake it? Would you ever no. bake bacon? No. Okay, interesting. Okay, <clears throat> uh, third guy was a. Uh, uh, he told me to fuck off. Uh, that was. He's quite eloquent. Is that the guy? What very yeah, well spoken. Was that the one who told you he you was in his space? Was that him? Yeah, I think it was actually. Yeah, right. that dude was kind of scary. That, kind of, right. that dude was kind of scary. And and also important to note, you know, this was over a couple hour period. I'm standing out in front of a gas station like an asshole. This was kind of the beginning, and I was a little timid at first, and I kind of got more balls as the time went on. You'll, I think you'll notice as you listen to the to the clips, I'm more comfortable as time goes on. Mm. In the beginning, uh, it got me sideways, and I just elected to walk away. Uh, next up was a guy named Josh. Uh, oh yes, <laughs> gosh. Uh, he, he shit on Harry Potter. Yes, I've never seen Harry Potter. Um, but what what killed me with this guy was like, "Would you like to go? Do you have any interest? Would you ever go to England?" He's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Give me nothing. Had, no. Totally did Nah. I, I think he might even said, "Why would I?" I think he said. <laughs> that was that was good. Uh, the next was a very nice lady. Uh, savannah and i as i told you before i think i really kind of shit the bed on this one because right from the top right from the beginning she tells me that one of her parents is from england and i again you know i was kind of my nerves i was a little uh it was the beginning of this thing i i should have followed up with that i have regrets about that one but i think no worries she was cool she came across (laughs) as a very nice lady i wouldn't worry yes i wouldn't beat yourself up over it (laughs) yeah Next up, if I am correct, if I'm making sense of this, is a guy yelling yelling at me about wearing a mask, standing out in front of this yes. place wearing a mask. Yes. Now, important to note, this fucking guy stood out in front of his car and watched me for a good 20 minutes. Right. Blatantly, plain as day. And I wish I would have turned my microphone on faster because there was about 30 seconds of shit talk before that piece that I caught. <laughs> and... Uh, it was very strange. He was an older guy and he watched me out there for 20 minutes. He saw me talking to people and I almost thought maybe I've got another potential interview here, but he mm. just, he waited for a spot when no one was around to start talking shit to me. So that was fun. He called you a pussy. He did in fact call me a <laughs> pussy and following up on that. Uh, the next guy is a guy named Steve. And now Steve. this is very, very important. I can't stress to you enough. This motherfucker was massive, dude. This dude had no neck. He's eaten all the protein powder. He had, dude, the front of his throat, his neck, a fucking six-pack. He had six-pack abs <laughs> on the front of his throat, okay? So just gearing up on that pussy thing. <laughs> Listen, a lot of this stuff, when people start talking shit, I can't help it. I laugh. I don't want anyone to think that I'm in agreement or whatever. But there is a point in talking with Steve where he goes on to say that uh, English men sound effeminate to him. I can't imagine, number one, 
any man who doesn't sound effeminate to this guy, he's fucking <laughs> massive. Secondly, had it been anyone else on earth, I would have took up a more of a defensive, you know, let's kind of unpack that statement a little bit. But then again, I quickly realized that's right. I'm a giant pussy. This guy would kill me. I'm just going to let him tell his story and we'll move on. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and his, his spot about, um, uh, no fives. There's no fives. There's no in between. Either really yes. good looking or yeah. yeah, I can say that about literally anybody on earth, man. Yeah, I can yeah, say he, that about. He he basically said all English women they're either catwalk models or they look like they're chewing a wasp, basically, didn't he? That's what he said. Yeah, he's just summed it up: either smoking hot or not worth looking at. And I was just yeah. like, man, that's a that's a really fucking broad stroke, bro. But again, that's you've got sweeping a six statement. pack on your throat. <laughs> And who did we have after that? That was um, that nice that nice gentleman. Let me see. Told- well, actually, moving on after that, I believe, was uh, Renee. And I really need you to clean oh, this up for me. What is spotted dick? Please put it to bed once and for all. Teach the Americans. What is spotted dick? What is spotted dick? Okay. So if you say it properly, spotted dick. Straight away, it sounds a bit exotic, doesn't it? Spotted dick. It is a steamed sponge pudding um, with uh, black currants in. Not black currants, uh, currants, should I say. And uh, it, like, as I say, it is steamed and um, normally served with creme anglaise. I'm sorry, with creme? Creme anglaise. Anglaise. It's okay, the French, it's the French, opinion, it's the French for custard. But if you your honest like, opinion, sir, is it good or is it bad? Uh, I'm not a fan of dried fruit, but if you like, it's a hot, I'll tell you what, it's proper winter food. It's normally served as a dessert. So if you imagine like a um, a sponge, a hot sponge filled with, like, say, currants, and then you have lots of custard on top, ideally. Thick custard, not custard so thin that you could read a newspaper through it. You know, we're not talking, you know, low rent custard. Quality custard is that mixture of, uh, and the, the, when I say sponge, that's doing a disservice because it's normally got some kind of spiced in it. So there could be like a bit of cinnamon, some nutmeg, bits and pieces. So it's got a little bit of zing to it. Like I say, some dried fruit served hot with custard over the top. It's served as a dessert. Perfect for winter time, which obviously you don't really suffer in California. No, no, no. But like you, but, if I was if I was to go into a, even in this country, if I was to go into anywhere and say I fancy some spotted dick, I would probably get quite some kind of reaction, even though because that shows the pure old sense of humour that the English have. They know what I mean, but they would all yes. Go, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So yeah, spotted dick. Um, it's no different to treacle sponge pudding and all them other things. It's just not say steamed. Traditionally, it's steamed, so it's really hot and served with custard in a bowl. Interesting. Yeah, I have to try it. Yeah, you I have do. to try it. I'll you be do. a good sport. Um, following that one was a guy who told me to go fuck myself. That's the and, one I was thinking of. Yeah, he was very eloquent. He, yes, this this one actually it, it pissed me off, but it was actually funny at the same time. 
and he was a young bastard. I'm very confident. Listen, I'm no fucking Charles Bronson. I'm very con- I could have stomped a mud hole in that fucking guy. <laughs> I digress. It, it was funny nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> then, then we moved on to uh, Alan. Alan, yes. Uh, Alan, I mean, I've obviously not seen these people. You gave me these sound clips in advance. And straight yes. away, I, I love the sound of Savannah. I love the sound of Sarah. But Alan, for me, stood out. He sounded like a great guy. He really did. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because of what he said, but he sounds like, you know, he's the kind of guy I could, you know, have a few beers with or just shoot the shit with, as you say. Yes. Again, this guy, this guy was killing me. And I don't want anyone to think that I was in agreement with any of his sentiments. This shit just struck me as so funny. So when you hear me laughing, please, I'm not in agreement. I just, uh, it was fucking hilarious. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care who you are. This dude was fucking funny. <laughs> this is the guy who said um, that he was corresponding with a woman in England. And when yeah. she smiled, she had a face like a row of urinals, as we'd call them, or <laughs> urinals, as you'd call them. Yes. I, yes. I, and that shit fucking killed me. Yeah, I must, like I said, I sat here creased up. I was rolling up with that one. I loved it. He sounded <laughs> such a great guy. I thought, yeah, I like him. <laughs> uh, and then I think that takes me to my, my last usable clip. And uh, this guy, he was up for a good time. This guy, uh, all right. I, I, I think he would have talked to me all, all night long. Uh, and, and, of course, he ends, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I will just say, possibly, that Alan and this last guy, the all right guy, <laughs> is that I think what got the best out of them was just the fact that you said that you are the correspondent for the Old Blokes Music podcast. Yes. But it, it seemed as soon as you uttered these words that it's the most famous podcast in the entire world their whole demeanor changed Not you notice they, how all of a sudden they were up for it yeah it wasn't as if they were like or whatever but all of a sudden they're like hey 15 minutes of fame here i come somebody's gonna hear and me for the record it's a factual statement this is in fact the most famous podcast on the planet that allows me on air sometimes that is factual <laughs> the first time I heard you use that line, oh, I fucking pissed my pants. I really did. It's just <laughs> so funny. And then I noticed these guys have changed totally. These guys, their responses, they've gone from like, yeah, okay, to all of a sudden they're up and for it. But yeah, he was yeah. Um, he was definitely full of high energy. And um, I must admit, you brought up the teeth thing with him, didn't you? Oh, he I did. I, you, he mentioned the teeth, and you said, "Is that a fair stereotype?" And he said, "Well, probably not." No, he said, you "Number know, of things, number of things going on here." I've been out there for a while. I already talked to several people. I'm feeling much more comfortable with what I'm doing, and I'm fairly confident I could beat the shit out of this guy. So, <laughs> having said that, uh, I felt not uh, I was argumentative, but I was like, "Let's unpack this a little bit. Is it mm. fair?" What you know? Listen, I need to go to the dentist right now. I'll tell you that as we're sitting here talking, I've got a tooth that's killing me. You know. <laughs> But and, and as he mentioned too, you know, like the Americans, we all oh, fat Americans. There's fat people everywhere. There's people mm. with bad teeth everywhere. You know, there's loud people everywhere. You know, it's it, you can't put that many people into one little box. So no. I just wanted to try and unpack that a little bit. And 
I probably failed miserably, but there no, it is. I, I, th I thought as a raving, a raving, a roving reporter for the Old Blokes Music Podcast, I'd say you've done a great job there. And um, I appreciate that. I, I really do. And I think straight away that if we're going to talk about similarities and differences, that possibly show, all yours show a, a, a major difference between our cultures our countries, whatever, is the fact that a lot of English people, unless they were paid to do it, it was their profession, wouldn't have had the balls to go out and do what you did, right? I did. I did wonder. I did wonder that because, like uh, the one gal said about um, uh, public displays of affection and yes. not warming up, I did wonder if the tables were turned and I was on the street in England somewhere, would people even fucking look at me or would they just all tell me to fuck off? Like, you know, of course I have no context, no bearing there, but it did make me wonder. I'll be honest. I thought it was a similar sort of thing. And what I thought is if I hit the streets of England, I mean, I know I've done that piece within work, but if I'd done it in the, in the streets of England, one, I would have probably been cacking me pants and not been prepared to speak to someone. Uh, two, that if I had got the balls up to go and speak to someone, I would have probably got more negative responses than any positive. They would have just kept walking or just told me to fuck you or whatever. Um, so that, I, I, But I think if you as an American had done it over here, as soon as people hear your accent, they're going to be like, oh, <laughs> you know, not just because you're American, but the fact that I think it's that, it is such an ingrained thing about, you know, not sh not being showy, not showing displays of affection and hiding your light under a bushel. As soon as it's in your head that there's every chance people won't hear it in your own country, then it's like, fine, I can talk. You know, ah, nobody, nobody's going to know I've said this. Oh, I think Americans, from what I've seen on television and online and in person, they are definitely more outgoing. Uh, they do seem more receptive, as you suggested, to talk to complete strangers. You know, um, if you walk into a bar or a restaurant in America and somebody hears an English accent or a British accent, they'll say, oh, where are you from? Um, English don't tend to do that. It's just like, yeah, be polite. Can I take your order, sir? Yes, okay, thank you. And then they'll go off to the kitchen and go, I don't know where the hell he's from. No idea, but he didn't have to talk funny. And all this, you know, it's... It is that balance of there's too much decorum in this country, but that is slowly changing. It is slowly, slowly changing. You know, Can, also, let me ask you this mm -hmm. in all of your, all of your life in England, have you ever once heard anyone go, all right. <laughs> no, not once. Yeah. I, I didn't once. think so. No, that, <laughs> that guy was, he was so, as you would say, he was super up for it. Perhaps he was super, super psyched. Cool. That's another American. Another psyched American as fuck. Psyched. Stoked. He was stoked as psyched. Well. Stoked. Words we don't tend to use. But um, I will say, and I must admit, you know, I, I wasn't very happy with the, the recordings I got because I thought the quality was appalling. But like I say, I was in the workplace. I got to tell you, I love it. I love it. You, you. There was one person in particular that really stood out for you, and that was the first gentleman. From yes, Ghana. and of of all of from of this whole list, this guy's my favorite. <laughs> this guy is my favorite. Because, okay, so he says, 
uh, Americans tend to be aggressive. There's probably some truth to that. Uh, they said they don't smile at them at the airport. I don't, I, I have, I'm indifferent about that. I hate airports personally, but the, the, what really hit this out of the park for me, which really <laughs> is he comes to America for three weeks and he goes to fucking Ohio. He goes to fucking Ohio. Let me tell you something. Listen, Ohio is the birthplace of aviation. The Wright brothers, mm-hmm. the first airplane was built there. The first human flight was done there. There are more astronauts that come from Ohio than anywhere else on the planet. So basically from the dawn of man, people have gone to great lengths to get the fuck out of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm just, I don't want to discredit his experience, but I'm just saying for your first trip to America, maybe don't go to fucking Ohio. Bro. Well, as, as I said, probably, I mean, I remember hearing about the Wright brothers and uh, what was it called? Kitty Hawk. Was it Kitty Hawk? The first plane? Um, I remember hearing that, but uh, probably my first, as I alluded to you earlier, my first experience of, of Ohio was the song by Cros- Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young <laughs> about shootings at Ohio State University. Yes, and uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, that was another that was another thing that cracked me because, like, when, when you watch the movies, it's nothing at all like what I saw in the movies. I, I, fuck, I don't remember any movies about Ohio, bro. Who's making movies about fucking Ohio? Well, I. Th- like I say, um, well, as I said earlier, you know, I grew up watching Rin Tin Tin and uh, Champion the Wonder Horse. It makes me wonder what the young people of Ghana have grown up watching. You know, I, it really does make me wonder. But um, That guy was my favourite. I love that guy. Yeah. I love that dude. The next guy was Turkish. He, he Not a great sound. Um, and by his own admission, before I started talking to him properly, he said he won't be able to say a lot because his English isn't great. The strange thing about him is he is Turkish. He lives here. He's lived here quite a number of years. He's married to a Scots woman, right? Oh. She still lives in Scotland, which is however many hundred miles away from where I live and work. Now, this chap lives in what we would call digs, so basically rents a room somewhere. Okay. Sends money. He lives on a shoestring and sends his money home to his wife in Scotland. Uh, He would like to live permanently in England or Scotland. She, however, wants to live in in Turkey, where he's from. Oh, So uh, so at some point, they've got to make some kind of compromise. So about every 10 weeks, he goes home for – he goes back to Scotland for five days a week and spends time with his wife. But other than that, he's down here in England. And that isn't untypical of a lot of the foreign workers in this country because we are interesting apart from like the last year, we're so close to Europe that there's a lot of Polish workers, a lot of Bulgarians. I mean, I mean, I'm not being racist or stereotypical, but there's barely a car wash facility in this area that isn't manned by Bulgarians, Bosnians or Slovenians. I see. I see. You know, they, they are, you'll drive in, you'll, you might pay, I don't know, 15 bucks to have your car washed and polished outside, vacuumed, you know, cleaned inside, polished inside, 15 bucks, and there'll be eight people working on that car. And it takes wow. 10 minutes. And they, wow, beautiful. Hundreds and hundreds, their work ethic is fantastic. And so that's how a lot of them live. They live five to six to a house. They live me, you know, miserly almost and sending money back home for a better future for the families the, when they go home. 
The so biggest I'm, takeaway I got from this guy, what really stood out to me, is he he kept making a um, a very clear uh, line between the American government and the American people. Yes, and this is something I have encountered my whole life. People from outside the country, mm. and and again, getting back to grouping big uh, a, a large amount of people into little boxes, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people are guilty of as well. You cannot judge the people by the political uh, environment always. No, no definitely, uh, not. definitely not. But I've got that my whole life I'm from a number of people from a number of, of countries where they'll tell me, Oh, we love your country. We love it. The people are so nice, but you know, your government sucks, mm. you know, very, very common theme. And that one kind of hurts my heart a little bit, but it is what it is. You know, it's just, I would caution people, you know, people are people no matter where you go, mm. you know, do you think that's people's perception of your government, or do you think there is a certain amount of home truth? Because it's not um, as if you've had the same government your entire lifetime. You've had different, you've had different um, presidents. You've had different political parties in power, haven't you? So it's not as if correct, it's yeah. a lifetime of the Republicans or a lifetime of the Democrats and the same leader. It's been different leaders, different parties. So correct, and by and large, um, you know, you can be president for four years. And the most you can do is two terms, which would be mm-hmm. eight years. By and large, we flip-flop back and forth. Sometimes you'll have a two-term president, but we're very finicky like that. We, we get two, you know, it's normally the, the furthest extreme from the last guy. Not mm-hmm. always, but but by and large, you know. So I think there's a, a number of things here. I think obviously there's some truth to it and um, our perception in the global marketplace and everything else and the media and all that stuff. But at the same time, you know, yeah, you can't group everybody together just because government policy. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm struggling to find yeah. the words here. Yeah, definitely. I understand. So was there anyone else in my um, meager recordings that caught your ear? So we've had the, yes. the Ghana, so the next guy, the Turkish guy. Now we've got the Scottish guy. I love this guy, too, because right <laughs> out the gate, he goes, a lot of fucking loudmouths over there. <laughs> a lot of fucking loudmouths. A lot of fucking idiots, too. Just put it that way. A lot of fucking loudmouth idiots. I love this guy. <laughs> this is another thing we hear all the time. So the American stereotypes, right? We're fat. We're loud. We're lazy. Uh, you know, all this kind of shit. Um, mm. Again, I think people are people. I think there's loudmouths everywhere. But I can attest to this, okay? I can certainly attest this. There are a lot of loudmouth fucking idiots around here that do bang on the button. I salute you, sir. As I said to you, off mic, this guy in question is Scottish, left school, served with the British Army for many, many years, and is very uh, pro-royalist. So he believes in the Queen, etc., 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 came out of the army, settled in England for, I mean, I've known him for 24 years. So he's been in England a lot longer than 24 years. I mean, ironically, he joined the British Army and they signed him to a regiment in my area. So straight away, he was having to live in this part of England, but serving mainly abroad. Becomes out of the army, chooses to stay in England, live in England, and has not one good word to say about the English. Now that is That's fucking hilarious, <laughs> but that is, that's fucking hilarious. I like the guy even more, but that is probably very typical of any non English UK residents. So whether it's Scottish, Welsh, Irish, they'll live here. They'll earn the money. 
but they hate the bloody place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we still get referred to as Sassanax by the Scottish. Oh, we still get goodness. referred to as, yeah, he, I mean, that Jim, he'll call us Sassanax, that, that Scottish guy, him and his mate John, who's also Glaswegian, they'll call us Sassanax. So, That's uh, fucking hilarious. After that, we had the, the lad from Belfast. Oh, yeah. This guy, I love this guy too. He sounds a bit drunk. He is. I love this guy. <laughs> I, I fucking love this guy so much because right out first, right out the gate, fucking fat people, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Americans? Fucking fat they are. <laughs> this this fucking. I love this guy too. <laughs> I love this guy too. Listen, again, I think there's fat people no matter where you go. Oh yes, definitely. But there must be something to this stereotype of fat. I can tell you right now, this pandemic. The pandy, bro, I'm fatter than I've ever been in my life. This pandy got me fucked up. I, I could easily lose 10, 15 pounds right now. I'm at, I am definitely at fighting weight right now. No good. <laughs> but I, I just love this guy. I love the honesty right out the gate. Fucking fat. Um, and then he goes on to talk about he loves the huge portions in America, though. <laughs> so come on, man. I mean, he, he did tell me afterwards, and I'd heard him say it before to me. That's why part of the reason I collared him, because I knew he'd got experience. He went over there when he was kind of, I think, about 18, as some part of experience thing through where he, the, the college he went to in Belfast. And um, it meant him getting extremely drunk every, every night underage in the States. Um, yeah. He he is um, he's a, he's a very strange character. He is. Uh, I love the guy. He did go on to say that Americans tend to think that they're bigger than everyone else or better. I couldn't really make out if he said yeah, bigger or better. He was referring to um, what he was. I think he used both words, and he he was referring to that America is better at everything. That's what he was getting at. If you said oh, well, we're good at this, then Americans will say, oh, but we're better. Or uh, Oh, the, the one-up, going to one-up a motherfucker. Yeah, uh, you know. So I think that's what he was, that's what he was getting at, is the, the one-upmanship of it's bigger gotcha. or better. But he I does gotcha. love the and place. Then, he loves the place, loves the people, but apparently... And to his point, to his point, there probably is some of that. I have definitely encountered some of that. It, it kind of, I think by and large... That's not the case, but there, there are hundred percent is truth to that. Is that a generation people that I know, thing? People that I know personally, you know, is that uh, a generation is, thing? I think so. I would, I would dare to say, yes, sir. I would dare to say. So again, when we need a proper outreach to that. We gotta, we gotta change that stereotype as well. We can't have that. And then um, the last guy, I love this guy too, because this guy's <laughs> after my own fucking heart. He, he nails it right on the head. Food and music. What the fuck else are you looking for? <laughs> Amazing. He's, he is a lovely fella. Well, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, all the five people I asked, I asked them, A, because I know them, B, because I get on well with them, C, I thought they'd be honest with me. And uh, even like the Scotsman, who can be a bit of a curmudgeon, like nearly all Scottish people can be, especially when they're sober, I thought, you know, it'd be a fair reflection. They would give an honest opinion what they thought. But that last one, yeah, uh, that's a lad called Craig who's from about 20 miles away from here. Well, and Craig, yeah. I salute you, sir. And you're after my own heart. I agree. <laughs> Food and music. What the fuck else are you looking for, man? But uh, all in all, all said and done, that's my lot. 
I, well, uh, what did we learn here? What do you think? What, was anything gained from this venture? I, I think for me, and I mean, bearing in mind, I, I, I think everyone I spoke to has been to the States. I don't, and it would seem that more people, the percentage of people from the UK that have been to the States is far greater than Americans that have been to the UK. I would agree. Um, so whether that's why the teeth thing crops up a lot and other stereotypes, because every high street has at least one Starbucks and a McDonald's in, in England now. You know, the, uh, the American imprint is very strong in this country, you know, uh, not just in language, but in, you know, the word mall is being used more and more where it never used to be. Um, so through popular television, like things like Friends, even or Big Bang, Big Bang Theory, certain phrases, expressions are cropping up more and more and more in, in the in the English phrases and language. Um, but yeah, I think possibly the fact that the English have perhaps travelled to more countries, not necessarily travel further. I mean, I've not been a million miles. You know, I've been to let's say four states within America, I've been to France, I've been to Belgium, I've been to Holland, I've been to two different Greek islands and different Canary Islands. And even the Canary Islands are very, there's what, four or five different Canary Islands, but and they're all different to each other. So I think perhaps what I've learned as an English person is that every country, not only is every country different, but within each country, they're very different. So northern France is going to be different to southern France. Um, the people of, say, Amsterdam are going to be different to those from Feyenoord or Rotterdam, um, so on and so forth. Um, but I do think, by and large, a lot of English people's views are changing because of travel, as opposed to television, rather than what, you know, because I, I avidly read things online about cultural differences. It's become my 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 thing now. and. Um, they, there's often discussion how the English are often perceived to sound a certain way. And the one thing that crops up, and it was echoed in one of your sound clips, about how all the bad guys in films seem to have an English or British accent. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up too. I'm glad you brought that up too, because I think there's a lot of truth to that. But I used Star Wars as a reference, and I'm fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi is an Englishman. That's probably a bad analogy, but it's very true. And I don't know so much anymore, but definitely the 70s, the 80s, the bad mm. guy would have an English accent. This is a lot of truth to that. You've only got to look at James Bond. Blofeld was an Englishman. 100%. Uh, there it is again. But God damn it, slap me in the mouth. But like a cod Russian... Eastern European accent. But yeah, it's true. It's very true. And it never really dawned on me until I started reading it online. And then one of your own interviewees said exactly the same thing. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And But then as a kid, I was always told, oh, yeah, you always know a bad guy in a Western because they had the one with the black hat. <laughs> yes, very true. <laughs> very true. Watch out for the there one with the black hat. They're, yes. they're going to be the baddie. They're going to be the baddie. And and if you do have bad intentions, you roll into town, you're going to take it over. They're going to be looking for the black hat, bro. 
Don't roll it. Don't put the black hat on. Trick these motherfuckers. Yeah. Put any color apart from black. Shocking yes. pink. Have a shocking pink one. <laughs> Lime green. Anything. Just Anything. don't go for the black one. Pull that out after yeah. you've taken over. Then <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, th- I think um I, I, I think a lot of English and British people's worldview has changed because of travel. Um, you know, I can jump on a plane. I can I can drive for 20 minutes, be at an airport, and then 40 minutes later I can be in Holland. I could be in Germany in an hour. You know, uh, very even though it's Europe, they're all very different countries to each other, different cultures, different languages. Um, you know, the accessibility to these other things possibly helps. But then the internet as well. You know, forget about the bad of the internet, which is so much bunkum created on the internet. There's a lot of good. You know, it has made the world a lot smaller. For God's sake, that's how we met. That's how we got to know each other. Yes. Through, through the power of the internet. You know, so, you know, there is good as well as bad. See, and I think it's so cool. It is so interesting to me that you have that much uh, variety. You know, like you say, a short a short jaunt and you're in another country. I could drive for nine hours straight and not leave California. Yeah. That's crazy. You no. Know? Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, don't ask me how long it takes to drive from where I live to Scotland. I mean, I've driven from here to Land's End, the most southwesterly point in England, and that was probably about seven and a half hours. But the fact I can jump on a plane and literally 40 minutes later, I've touched down in Amsterdam. You know, yeah. on, a, on a clear day, you can go to the coast in Dover in Kent, where, you know, Kaz lives in Kent. So if you go to Dover on a very clear day, you can literally, again, the word literally, you can stand on the white cliffs of Dover and on a very clear day, you can see the coast of France. Wow. You know, it's only 20, 21 miles away. Yeah, that's, see, that's crazy to me. That's, I mean, I've, I mean, like, if, if, if I go and visit my mum who's in North Essex and I stand on her beach, I can't see nothing apart from, ships boats and uh wind power turbines you know where they harness the power of wind and um and turn it into electricity yeah i can't see nothing but i know belgium is just over the horizon when you know when i've been to massachusetts and whatever stood on the north shore i know that ireland is in the distance and then just beyond that is england but i can't see jack shit it's just water, <laughs> water, water. And, um, you know, when um, Heidi's kids flew from California to Boston, that took the same time for them to get from California to Boston as it does to, for me to get from Boston to England. Yes. Them sort of things just like bang, totally blow my mind. It's like. Yes. See, and that's what I always think about. Because as you know, I've made it clear I want to get to England, but I have to first fly all the way across the country and mm. then all the way across the ocean. It's like, holy shit, what a journey. And I definitely want to get to the West Coast. I've got family live on the West Coast, North California. Yeah. yeah. And I've never, I've, I haven't seen some of them since I was six years old. You know, that's 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 quite a few years, you know. Yeah, you're due for a visit. You're probably I'm, due for a visit. I'm, but then it works both ways. They could always come over here. Come on, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's not beyond the realms of 
but it's that I think that's a psychological thing. As soon as you start to get to like double figures on a plane, it's like, oh Jesus Christ. And the last yes. year, I mean, where where I live, to just put it into perspective, I live in this area of Essex, which is 30 to 40 minutes by train from London, central London. Um, but if I got in my car and drove for 10 minutes, I'd be in the middle of nowhere, right? It can literally be like that. It's either complete countryside or I'm heading into the, the capital city. Literally, it's like wow. that. Wow. Uh, so where I live, London is uh, has London uh, City Airport, which is small flights. It has London Gatwick, London Heathrow, London Stansted. Four airports cater for London. None of them are actually in London apart from London City, but they're all connected to London. So, you know, it is, it is just that fact that I can be in such a short space of time from my house to an airport and then four or five hours later. You know, I, I think that blew my mind. The first time well, one of the Greek islands I went to was five hours. And that didn't seem far. But as soon as people say to you, oh, yeah, your first time ever going to America, you think, oh, God, that's going to take forever, man. And it was like an hour, yes. hour and a half longer. But Greece seems yes. close. You know, your whole perception of distance and whatever is just totally blown. It really is. Yeah, really, it's really crazy. Is. But um, it, It's crazy, yeah. I'm on a 40-minute flight to Vegas or a six-hour drive. So in that same time frame, mm. you know, in your situation, yeah, you could be – it's amazing. It blows my mind. Nobody mentioned rain in none of your um not a single person. No. Not a single person. But that is something that seems to crop up a lot online is people one of the first things they say is either teeth or rain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no one said rain. Well, that 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 that's just amazing. Though one guy, um, your your mate Alan, that was, <laughs> yeah. He meant he went on about music and um Yes. You know, I was shocked more people didn't bring up music, to be honest. I think part of me thought, well, it was probably that period in the 60s when the English had um, quite a, a strong hold on American, the American listening public. Um, because since then, there's been, you know, there's a lot of Americans have heard of the Sex Pistols, they've heard of the Clash, but, you know, they're nothing. They're nothing compared to the Stones, the Beatles. Right, right. Dare I say it, Herman's Hermits. You know, yes. sort of bands. And yet, Duran fucking Duran, <laughs> yeah. you know, conquered the world. And, you know, yeah. it's like, for fuck's sake. What was, it's fucking you know, wild. Yeah, you know, what was what was their, um, their manifesto? Hairspray and <laughs> lipstick. And that's all you need to conquer the world and fancy video shot in the Bahamas on a boat. That's all you needed, you know, fancy, fancy clothes and a boat. That's all you needed. Failproof plan. <laughs> now you said there was some things you wanted to run past some other things you wanted to run past me, some explanations as to things we say. Yes. These are a couple Crazy. of things I have heard from television movies Mm -hmm. And I even did a little internet search and honest to goodness, I have no idea what the fuck. <laughs> okay. So the first one, how's your father or rumpy pumpy? How's your father 
or rumpy pumpy? Uh, oh, as in, uh, do you fancy a, a bit of how's your father? Do you fancy a bit of rumpy pumpy? Yeah. Yeah. What in, in the, the fuck? It's it's a colloquialism for do you want to have intercourse with me? Where it comes oh, from, no. I, I do not know. <laughs> I have no what? idea. What's I that think, got to do with my pops? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it's pretty. I mean, they're very much carry on kind of phrases. I'm guessing carry on films, very typical. It's the sort of thing. I mean, you know, we do have this reputation, the stereotype of being repressed, etc. And the things like the carry on films. I remember being a young kid and watching. I mean, my dad, he was more puritanical than the first settlers in America. He really was. He was terrible. He was, you know, he'd rather have a copy of Railway Modeler in his hands than a, a naked lady, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> so, but he would find great hilarity in carry-on films because there was so much double entendre and wordplay. And so um, he wouldn't necessarily like the idea of a character saying, how about a bit, how's your father? Or bit of rumpy pumpy but i think he liked the fact that they were saying something that was go over the heads of young children ah okay. so it's there's 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 quite a few things that are often said that gets a message across i mean it happens all the time in cartoons now if you think of some of the classic pixar and bits and pieces that have come out in more recent years and like the simpsons especially there's a lot of stuff going on in the simpsons that the adults get but the kids won't um right there's right. a lot a lot of that subtlety on television especially when i was a kid a lot of subtlety <laughs> here's a here's another one and i'm on the fence about because if i understand it mm. i love it <laughs> but there's a good chance i have no fucking idea okay and it is i'll give you a bunch of fives <laughs> okay what's your what's your impression of giving someone now, a bunch to of to my American ears, this would go either way. No, automatically I think about money. Five spots, fivers. Mm -hmm. Give you a bunch of fives. Or this could be a euthanism for punching someone in the face. Uh, am I just an embarrassingly wrong on both accounts? What, what would you prefer it to be? If it's, I'm going to continuously punch you in the face, I love it. It is that. Is it really? I'll give you a bunch of fives. Yeah. The, equi the English cool. equivalent of put your jukes up. That's what it is. It's the English That's beautiful. Equivalent. I'll give you a bunch of fives. Yeah. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> I'm, I'm officially adopting that. That's cool as shit. Okay. Moving on to the next one. Okay. I, I have no idea. No <laughs> fucking clue. Don't get shirty with me. What in the fuck? How does one get shirty? Don't get shirty with me. I, again, I probably couldn't tell you where the origins come from. But um, to get shirty with someone, it means if someone's getting a bit sniffy with you, you know, getting a bit antsy or whatever, you know, some, you know, kind of uh, getting a bit defensive or aggressive. It could be either, you know, overly defensive, overly aggressive. Someone's like, hey, don't get shirty with me. You know, the, the classic would be, don't shoot the messenger. Don't get shirt with me. Don't shoot the messenger. Ah, you know, okay. That's probably a, a fair explanation. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, here's another one I don't have the first fucking clue about. It could literally mean anything. I'd have no idea. 
talking 19 to the dozen. All oh, right. Okay. Again. 19 to the dozen. Right. Again. I'd... Could, you, could you use it in a sentence for me? Oh, God. Um, okay. I'd probably say, uh, I don't know. This guy was so off his tits and totally spangled, he was talking 19 to the dozen. Every bit of what you just said, I have I said no fucking clue. <laughs> um, spangled could be extremely drunk or high. Off his tits, same again, normally a reference to drugs and misuse. Uh, talking 19 to the dozen is classic kind of behavior of someone who's been on coke or amphetamines. So it's like <laughs> talking really fast, really fast, nonsensical. Uh... So talking 19 to the dozen. I, again, I don't know where the term 19 to the dozen comes from, but that's what it means. If someone's talking fast and primarily a lot of BS. So, uh... yeah. so if any of your colleagues are likely to be doing that at work, you can say, <laughs> stop talking 19 to the dozen. They'll go, what? What the fuck? <laughs> but did you okay, like that? spangled and off his tits. Yeah, no, it's a, I've heard off his tits. Yeah. Okay? That's strictly from knowing you. <laughs> I've never heard, you know, in this country, tits are reserved for women and fat men. Also, <laughs> uh, it's not, well, it's perhaps, I don't know, it's probably a generational thing as well. You, you could, um, I don't know, what's your favorite taco truck? You must have a favorite taco truck, as you've mentioned them earlier. My favorite taco truck? Mm-hmm. Is five five nine tacos? What what is it? Five five nine. Tacos. Okay, so you you would say you would say you got to go five five nine tacos. Their tacos are the tits. Ah, okay, the tits. Yeah. So again, I don't know where that stems from, but that's one that often crops up. Or you could say, you know. You know, such and such, their steak was amazing. It was the absolute tits. That's interesting, okay? So in this country, we wouldn't say the tits, but we would say tits. Um, you hear this a lot on construction sites. Let's say you're a, I don't know what the fuck, you're a, a drywaller. No, you're a painter, okay? Wow, that turned out really good. That's tits. Really? Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh, Interesting. Right. So universally, tits are universally celebrated. They're good. That's a good yeah. thing. Anytime, yeah, tits are good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a, if you tell someone, if you say to someone, you're you're the tits, then that's a good thing in this country. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> we would say you're the shit. Or that's the shit. That fucking taco truck, bro, that's the shit. Yeah, now, see, this is something I have, obviously, I've now been over, what, five times in two and a half years. It seems I've spent a big chunk of my last few years of my life in America. And I am aware that there are certain things I say now that I never used to. Ah, okay. As a result of yourself chatting to you or visiting Massachusetts quite a lot and whatever, you know, it's, there's certain things, even I will say A to Z and I'm aware (laughs) I say, if I'm talking to an American, I'll say A to Z. If I'm talking to an English person, I'll say A to Z. <laughs> no, I mean, do you have an A? Do you have an A to Z in America? Yeah, we would say that. We would. We would definitely say as in a, a book. to Z. 
Oh, is in a book? Mm. No, sir. Oh, see, A to, Z, A to Z over here is a uh, book of maps. A book of maps? Yeah. It's so basically, you can get a, an A to Z of, say, London, Manchester, various books. So it is just, it's normally like, a, it's often like a spiral bound book, and it is just roadmaps. So road you can, maps. you know, they, they don't have to be massive books, so you can throw it in your backpack or rucksack, as we call it. Here's one for you. <laughs> remembered something out on the out on the pool out on the pool uh yes that is traditionally what young single men or women do on a friday or saturday night when they go out with their friends and they look at drinking copious amounts of falling over water and perhaps going home with a member of the opposite sex they're out on Ah, the pool looking to pool looking to pool looking to pool out on the pool yeah yeah. Okay. Uh, again, not at all what I thought it would mean. <laughs> I just remembered. What I should forget. Plum is a um, slang term for a testicle. For a testicle. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> if <laughs> it's again, it probably stems from child friendly. You wouldn't say, "Oh, I got it in the balls." You'd say, "Oh, yeah, yeah. plums." <laughs> feel it. Deep down in my plums. <laughs> I say it normally would be like, a, oh, right in the plums. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's good. I like it. I'm just dragging up dirt, you know, the detritus from my memory bank. Anyway, carry on. I love it. I love it. Right in the plums. <laughs> what about, uh, I'm going to tell you what I think it means, but the word snog. Right. Is this alcohol related? Snog, S-N-O-G. S-N-O-G, snog. Is it alcohol-related? Yes, is this a slang term for liquor? No, it... <laughs> That's grog, which I think is an American term, isn't it, grog? Um, I'm, yeah, I've heard that before, grog, yes. Uh, snog is very much the, the word of choice, primarily by teenagers and older people slightly, if they're again inebriated, they might go, "Come here, darling, and give us a snog." It's a, it's a kiss. A snog is a kiss. It's a kiss. Yep. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I've got a feeling down in my plums. I really need a snog. Or as, as some less eloquent <laughs> drunk people would say, "Get your tongue around my, pl- get your gums around my plums." <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> That's um that's abuse of the Queen's English. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's another one I'll be adopting. <laughs> no one's gonna know what the hell I'm talking about. I, I would seriously suggest only trying it out on your wife for now, none of your work colleagues. <laughs> in case in case and some of them do know what it means. And they're yeah, up for it. <laughs> yeah. No good. All right, all right, here's another one that, that's that's killing me, and right. I have no idea. Curtain twitcher. Oh, curtain twitcher. Um, nosy neighbor. A nosy neighbor. Oh, of course. You know, looking out uh, the windows. Yeah, constantly like at the curtains, looking out, seeing what's going on in the road, or as you would of call them, course, drapes. Drapes, indeed, yes. Drapes, to me, sound so fancy compared to curtains. Well, uh, I think there is a difference, at least in this country, between a curtain 
kind of drape a curtain. You can make a curtain out of fucking anything. I can throw a t-shirt up over a window. I got a curtain now. But if, if you're going to spend some money, now you got some drapes. Now, <laughs> you, if you're, you're interested in thread count, maybe a fancy stitching on there. Now you're getting into drape money, my friend. Drape. If you're just interested. But ironically, it's known as drapery over here. Uh, see? Fabrics, see? you know, uh, fa- linens and drapery is something drapery. they kind of tie in together with fabric. Yeah. But um, if, someone, if someone said to me, oh, I've, gone to, I've got to go and buy new drapes, a lot of people wouldn't know what the hell they're talking about. And the other people say, where the hell do you think you're from? <laughs> they wouldn't automatically think they're, they'd think, oh, you've gone a bit high and mighty, a bit fancy all of a sudden. <laughs> See, that's funny because the word drapery to me, that sounds fancy as fuck. That sounds like just the most posh thing ever, drapery. Well, you, you do see it in, oh, I think you still see it in certain department stores um, where they have various departments, you know. You know it's, it's the ones that still have signage for hosiery. Hosiery, yes. Yeah. Socks, yes. pantyhose, stockings, you know. Hosiery. Hosiery, you know. It's like, you know, is, is this, are we being subversive here? We mustn't know, mustn't let people know what we're selling. We'll just call it hosiery, <laughs> shall we? Hosiery. <laughs> Any more? Yeah, yeah. What about <clears throat> plonker? Plonker. Plonker. Um, plonker with a P? Yeah, plonker with a P. Okay, okay. Um, if you was to refer to someone as being a plonker, is that what you mean? As in that so and so, he's a right plonker. Yes, sir. Uh, an idiot, adult, not as in adult, uh, a adult, uh, a um, uh, a moron. Plonker uh, okay, is well also then. again another euphemism for the John Thomas. Oh, the tallywhacker. Yes, <laughs> yes, plonker. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I'll be adopting this one as well. A little note there. Plonker <laughs> can also mean my dick. <laughs> okay. Uh, last one. Oh, okay. And and I think I might know, but chuffed. Chuffed. Okay. What do you is think? Is this um, um, a skin irritation? Maybe uh, you got some new shoes, they're rubbing the back of your heel, and now your heel is all chuffed. That would be chafed. Fuck, yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a bitch. What the fuck is chuffed, then? Chuffed is, um, it's a state of happiness. A state of happiness? Yeah, so you could say, um, I don't know, you could say, I got an original Mono Stones LP from 64. I'm absolutely chuffed to bits with it. Oh, fucking yeah. A. Chuffed. Cross that one off too. Interesting. But, but chuff is can also be used to describe a bottom burp, a fart, an air biscuit. <laughs> an air biscuit? Air biscuit, yes. A California barking spider. That yeah, asshole's but... talking shit behind your back again. <laughs> but yeah, chuff. Um, funnily enough, and it seems that a lot of Americans didn't use this word, and um, I can only say this safely now because he is no longer your uh, president, but the word Trump um, 
can be used here in various forms. One is um, you could say, oh, I trumped them. In other words, if, uh, I don't know, you could say, oh, they said they got their, they got the latest Mercedes for X amount of dollars. And then you'd say, I trumped them. I got exactly the same model for 5,000 less. So it's a trump is like bettering someone. Right, right. That would, that would be the same here, bettering, bettering someone, right? It also means to fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. And I think, again, even though the word fart is not a obscenity, it is one of their many words as young children. And I think it's less common now. But certainly when I was a kid, you know, par- you never heard adults, you never heard your parents say to you, did you just fart? You know, they'd say, did you just trump? Did you ah. just trump? <laughs> did you have... Interesting. <laughs> That's awesome. Or somewhere on bottom cough. That's another one. Uh, bottom cough. <laughs> I don't want to stay too close to the gutter, but ironically, we there's one term we do use: dropping the kids off the pool, off at the pool. Do you use that? Yes, and th- there's variations. Perhaps you're dropping the kids off at the Super Bowl. I've not heard that one, but the one that really got me was getting the stragglers off the bus. I thought that was hilarious <laughs> when I first heard that. I thought that was amazing. I thought that's that's one I've taken home with me. That's one I've used all the time myself. <laughs> The stragglers off the bus. <laughs> I thought that was priceless, that one. I thought that was yeah, really, that's really amazing. As, as much as our countries are in certain, and they're probably more and more alike in many ways than they ever have been. You know, there's not a high street in this country that doesn't have a Starbucks or a McDonald's. You know, the American influence on this country is as great as it is. It's probably the greatest it's ever been, to be honest. Because when I was a kid, you know, in the... I was born late sixties, so all throughout the seventies, on there wasn't the kids' TV like there is now. We only had three television channels, right? When I was a kid, the BBC had two of them, and then there was an ITV, independent television. And so you didn't have hours and hours of children's television. The only time there was children's television was on a Saturday, or when the schools were on holiday. And there'd perhaps be two oh. hours of programming in the morning. There wasn't wall-to-wall kids' TV. So we used to have, I remember watching, like they'd show things like the monkeys. So this is like 10 years, like the monkeys TV show. So this yes. is like 10 years after it had been shown in America. And they would have the banana splits and Arabian nights and all that sort of stuff. Um, Champion the Wonder Horse, Rin Tin Tin. Um, I remember watching Rin Tin Tin before seeing Tin Tin from Belgium. You know, oh Herge, yes, yes, Herge's adventures of you know Belgium's just across the water from where I live. Yeah, I was bombarded with Rin Tin Tin and Champion the Wonder Horse, Monsters Car. Was it Car sixty four? Where are you? Um, was it Car sixty four? Yes, sir. Um, yep. You know, so I know even at my tender years, the American influence was very strong. And I know the first time I ever went to Boston, my first trip, we'd been out at night to go to a gig. And we were coming back through Boston, making our way to the North Shore. And we had to stop at a stoplight, as you call them. 
there's there's none of this turn right on red over here. None of that bullshit. If the light's red, you stop. You do not go, right? That's crazy. It's crazy. You know, why would you have red and still go when you can have red and stop? I mean, I don't make sense. You know. But anyway, so we had to stop at this traffic light. And all of a sudden, I got really animated and excited because there was steam coming out th up through the street for a manhole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have that over here. But really? No, don't have it. But it is something, as a kid growing up and seeing Starsky and Hutch, Kojak, Streets of San Francisco, all right. these American crime shows and whatever, you always used to see a shot of like steam coming up through a manhole on in a grate in the street or on the sidewalk. Um, if I think, what is it, freewheeling Bob Dylan? There's a bit yes. of that as he's walking down the street, isn't there? Him, there's is there some coming up in the foreground, slightly blurred on the yes. finger. Um, yes. Yeah, so it's it's something that is so iconically American that Americans are probably oblivious to. Because, like you say, you're well, surprised we don't have it. I am surprised, but you might be surprised to learn that here in California, bear in mind, this is the PC mecca of the universe. We no longer have manholes in this in this state. Oh God! We have gender neutral human holes. You're going to think I'm bullshitting you. We have gender neutral human holes, and sometimes you can get beautiful shots of uh, pictures and videos of the steam escaping the gender neutral human holes. <laughs> the, the world has officially gone mad. That has the world has officially gone mad. That has just totally blown my mind now that has <coughs> i mean why don't they just call them access holes if they have to call them something other than manhole what's wrong with them? or access because point? because not everyone can access them it's about inclusion sir oh right so does that mean <laughs> anyone whether they're trying to go into this gender neutral is this <laughs> gender access? neutral human hole human yeah so can anyone go down that then I'll, I'll get, uh, I'll... It, it requires a, um, a confined space permit to enter right. the gender neutral human hole. So they need to be a bit more specific other than gender neutral human hole, they would say. Authorized. Correct. <laughs> Correct. You, so would that's... Face, you, you may face a great fine. See? You, you, need to, you need to address that. I'll, I would bring that up straight away if I was you. I'll yeah. write a, a sentence. It, it does seem, I mean... It does seem crazy. It does seem really crazy, the, the way the world is going. And I think, um, yeah, there's certain elements of it here. And I think uh, there's some things we've taken on from Europe. While all them years we was in officially in the EU, we've had to adopt certain things or procedures because that's what Europe is signed up for. There's certain things we've adopted from America, and it seems so many things are being phased out now. Is there anything else you'd like to mention, bring up, discuss? No, I think I've hit. I think I've hit all my notes, and more than anything, I just want to thank you for having me on. I know this is the 69th podcast, the 69th outing yes. of the Old Blokes Music Podcast. Right. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm very grateful you let me partake and it's fun to, to watch this thing continue on and, and, um, and continue to expand. I really enjoy what you've done with the podcast and I look forward to seeing it continue on. Well, you, 
you make me blush with your effusive words, Mr. Sundance, <laughs> as only an Englishman can and feel slightly uncomfortable at such praise. Um, as always, it's a pleasure having you on here. Always, always, always. It's uh, good shooting the breeze, shooting the shit with you. Chewing yes, the fat. Chewing the chewing fat. The fat. Yeah. Having a chin wag. Having a chin wag. Yeah, yeah. You see? <laughs> Universal terms. Now, um, it is always, as ever, a pleasure to have you on and to talk absolute crap with you, if not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, sir. I thank you so much. And if anyone, either sides of this meager stretch of water between us called the Atlantic learns anything from today from this podcast it's that don't believe everything you hear perhaps yes sir fuck <laughs> stereotypes unless fuck stereotypes so- unless it's the song by the specials by the same name stereotypes that's the only case where it's acceptable <laughs> <laughs> okay take care thank you very much thank Jason. you thank you sir Thank you.